At Kohl's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls' stretch jeggings just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. And now, let's welcome the Bruno crew, Nathaniel Dotson, Luigi Curto, Joe Carano, Miss Robin, and Tony Bruno! All right, Sleeping Beauty, wake up! Now, we can start the celebration. Podcast One brings you the Tony Bruno Show. The podcast, easy to work, and you broadcast from room to room, starring Tony Bruno with Miss Robin. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. Now, here he is, the godfather of sports radio slash podcast. I hope that they could come here and race it again. Here's Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Here, I can't say anything. Welcome. It is a uh, Tony Bruno Show podcast. We're live at VRV Wednesday night at CSE Philadelphia, the home of comedy sports in Philly. On a miserable Wednesday. Yes. December is underway. Tony Bruno here. Joe Corrado's here. Luigi Curto's up in the booth. We got our good friend Natalie Eganoff with us tonight watching. Miss Robin's here, all ready to go. And, uh, of course, dad of two weeks now. Nathaniel Dotson up there videoing the show. You'll see on YouTube later on. I want to thank all the people who came out. Pot, the painkillers are in the lobby. Kathy and Jerry are out there. Did you have a painkiller yet, Kathy? Absolutely. They're good, aren't they? When, when I said we have free painkillers, people think right. giving away drugs. Yeah, there's a lot of sick people outside. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have, uh, right. what are the, the painkillers of people? Like here? Oxycontin or, uh, you know, Oxycontin. Yeah, Advil. Yeah. Not those kind of things. These are, this is a drink. I should have Advil. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Advil I have a couple about as hardcore as I go. Mm-hmm. Although I have prescriptions for all that other stuff. Right, right. I'm wording all the Percocets, though. Never mind. You know, whenever you go to a dentist, they always give you a prescription for, like, oxycodone. Yeah. Know, if it hurts too, I got, like, five bottles. I should sell it on Craigslist. Yeah, you have them uh, stored up at home. Exactly. Well, I mean, like, if we get anything, if you don't need it, fill it. Fill it right. no matter what. Because you, you never know. When you don't use it. And, you know. I don't recommend it. There's children here. This doesn't look like a medicated crowd tonight, huh? No, it's a, it I think it's we're a medicated right. crowd. It's pretty quiet. I haven't heard a peep from them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hear the audience instructions on how to be an audience. We don't have any cue cards. They were too extensive. Yeah, you might have to repeat them uh, later on. Uh, Greg Dittinger's going to be here with us in the next hour. Hall of Fame writer. Bro- I mean, the guy's done it all. He's, he yes. writes. He was a columnist, sports mm-hmm. writer, worked at NFL Films. He's won four Emmys. Five Pennsylvania Sports Writer of the Year awards. He's a film writer, mm-hmm. radio, TV. There's nothing this guy has. Writes done. books, the Eagles, uh, historical Eagles books, and all that. And he even works with Ed Rendell. What's yet? Yeah. Post game live. 
That's his biggest uh, task. Job. It is, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, he will be with us here, here a little later on. we got good updates. Now, we have the box with the money in. Now, did yes. anybody put money in the box tonight? Win your money is one of our contests. It looked a little more full than last week. Yeah, well, last week we had $128 in the box. Oh, okay. And then one of the, you put a dollar in, you get a chance. You put $2 in, mm -hmm. and so that thing's going to build up. Remember, right. We'll spin the wheel later on. Mm -hmm. We'll pull a, a number. Everybody got a number with their tickets. Mm -hmm. And then we'll pull a number, then we'll pull out the wheel, and we'll spin the wheel. Mm -hmm. You get jackpot, you get every dollar. Everything gets in, the in there, yeah. There's some fives and tens in there. Nice for the holidays. Exactly. Right. Now, if you get, you don't win the jackpot, you, you win fistful of dollars. So right. you can reach in there and grab like the claw game. As much as you can. You grab one fist. You can't go in there with two hands. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to look. So mm -hmm. it's like on the side of the seat, you can grab, grab out. But it could be a nice clean, yeah, go yeah. down and get a nice fist full exactly. of dollars. Right? Exactly. It's unlike the claw game where the kids put the money a dollar in and the claw comes down and misses it. Except I don't think anybody can fit in there. No, but anyway, we'll play that tonight. Plus, we're going to play a separate game. Mm -hmm. Now, movies are big, obviously. The Creed movie filmed here in Philly is right. huge. Star Wars coming out soon. Star Wars is coming out. It's a big movie holiday season. And then, of course, the other big movie was Bond. I will have yes. a Bond trivia question tonight for one of the members of our audience. Oh, nice. And if you get it right, you know what we're going to give you? No. We're going to give you a DVD. Not the Bond DVD. It's not okay, yeah, it's too... Unless you get a hot copy from somebody right. who snuck into the movie theater and yeah. films the movie and then does uh, A couple bootlegs. Bootlegs, yeah. They're getting better, though, with the bootlegs. They are. They're more qu high quality now. You don't see people's heads like during the the, the scenes and everything. Exactly. I'm sure that they now hack into some systems. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Now, before they used to have to go to the theater. Right. They stay ahead of the game. Now you know we also have this is a prize that Luigi was managed to pull. Pull. There's a guy named Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Have you ever heard of this guy? I didn't Land, until you. No, he's not a serial killer. <laughs> Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. He's a guy I watch occasionally in the summer. America's Got Talent. Uh -huh. Watch that show once in a while. Yeah, it's pretty good. Some good people. I mean, they're really talented. And a lot of people who win that actually get like Vegas shows. Mm -hmm. and they get their own room in Vegas. American Idol. There's like five of them who've been successful. Right. And the rest of them are trying to do a dinner theater. In, yeah, uh, they're on like cruise ships. Yeah. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong. Nah, with yeah, they're doing something. Exactly. <laughs> and, but this guy, Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. You should know this guy. I should. Because this guy won on season six of America's Got Talent. He's from West Virginia. Mm -hmm. He's an African-American dude. Mm -hmm. Big guy, right? And he's no, appeared. He's actually kind of skinny. Is he? I thought yeah. he was a big dude. No, and he had long... Was he... Did he have dreads? Maybe? Yeah, he had dreads. I want to say that he had dreads. And when he comes in, he looks like somebody looking like a schmuck off the street. Mm -hmm. you know, like a reggae dude. Oh, yeah. He's got dreads. He's going to be singing reggae. But, Mostly. Or but, smoking but, weed or one of the other. <laughs> So anyway, he's appearing in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. The mm -hmm. He's in Annapolis, Maryland tonight on mm -hmm. this Wednesday night. And he would have been here, but he's doing a show in Annapolis tonight. Then he's driving all the way up here to Sellersville, PA. Great theater up there, the Sellersville Theater. Right. And he has given <clears throat> Luigi two tickets, a backstage pass, a meet and greet to two people. Somebody's going to win those tickets tonight. And he couldn't be here, so he, you know what he does? What's that? He sings Sinatra. Sinatra. I, I, and Luigi said it's unbelievable. If you close your eyes, you will think this guy is Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. That's how good he is, right? Absolutely. I heard, him. I heard he's amazing. No, he sounds, I'm telling you, you close your eyes, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between him and Frank. And unbelievable. He's, he's, 
You open yeah. your eyes, you'd obviously be able to tell the difference between <laughs> you and Frank. Now, Natalie, who's a big Sinatra fan, yeah. Joseph claims to be the biggest Sinatra fan. I know. Fan. She, she did me in as soon as I walked on in. On his Twitter, at Joe Acarado19, Joe I'm has a picture of Frank Sinatra's mugshot. Right. Exactly. When he was young. Yes. That's Joe's Twitter uh, avatar, yeah. is Frank Sinatra. So Frank Sinatra's birthday's coming up. Mm -hmm. Natalie knew exactly what it was. I had Joe the wrong day. I said, Joe, when's Frank Sinatra's yes. birthday? Yeah. I was off by a day, I think. Off by a day. Yeah. You said it was February, December 11th? Yes. That's December the 12th. 12th. Frank Sinatra's 100th birthday. Big celebration. What's going on? I have no idea. Sorry, oh, turn my turning her mic on and off? Yeah, your mics are never on. Turn my mic. It is down. Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Because I did not have my mic on. Exactly we right. Can't blame and Tony, because Joe was the only one who sounded right. That's why I said, check your phone. <laughs> That's what happens when you're running around. You're not ready to go on, Robin. Well, I was looking for my little like doohickey that came off of it. Now right. I'm way too hot. Yeah. What well, about you, that. Tony? Did the you? House is a little too except hot. you, we can't hear you either. So you maybe. Can't hear me. I know my mic's on. Mm. I can hear. Oh. It's on. Everybody out there here? I'm on. Nah. My mic is on. I know that. I know that's right. <laughs> Someone once said it. It's on. All right. Beautiful. I'll turn it off and turn it back. Maybe the battery's dead. I don't know. Is the battery dead? I, I, I can't tell from here. Somebody run to CBS real quick and get the... I got batteries. Oh, all right. Okay. Replace the battery problem. Anyway, I'm trying to get we'll audience inclusion. You know. we'll get, if people can come up to the mic. Anybody has a question, we'll come up. We have some of our phone calls. Now, our buddy Joe Rafino who's here tonight. Yes. He likes to call the Tony Bruno taped... Comment line. So you can call the line during the 24-7. It's an answering machine. And you leave a message. Yeah. We left a great one last week. He's the number one caller. He likes message. to play in the game we call FMK. Yes. Yeah. F, marry, kill. Uh -huh. And you pick three people and you decide which one you would marry, which one you would say sleep with, right. and which one you would kill. He's got another one tonight. We'll yeah. play that one. Excellent. And it'll be for Luigi, who just celebrating his birthday. Luigi. Yes. Hey, how about that? He could have been anywhere tonight. That's right. He could have been doing something productive. But he's here with us. He's here with us. Robin, can you grab a battery when you're there, too? There you go. It's unbelievable. I should always put a new battery. <laughs> That's all right. Actually, Tony gave me a, a jug of real deal maple syrup for my birthday. Oh, right. nice. Exactly. That keeps on giving all year round. That's yeah, damn right it does. You've had, obviously, you get the, the Aunt Jemima and the yes. Mrs. Butterworth. Right. And it's not real. It's basically water with yeah. the sugar and. High fructose corn syrup. She gave him the you gave him the real deal. In other words, this is no. real maple syrup. Nice. It's like it's like more expensive than drugs. Right. Right. Pure maple syrup. They get it out of the tree, and it takes like mm -hmm. five gallons to make like a pint. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love they, maple syrup. They, they boil it down, and it becomes. I didn't realize that. What do you think my hair holds my hair up when I'm having a bad day? <laughs> so he's got maple because he was at our place, and we had some pancakes. Oh, nice. Waffles. Right. And Robin took out the real maple syrup, which is what we use. He's like, wow, I've never right. had real maple syrup. There you go. You don't get out much up there in the You maple. get breakfast in bed. No, I get out much. It's just that, you know, real maple syrup costs, you know, a whole lot of money, and I'm not paying that for syrup. We don't spare any expense on this show, pal. I'll I can tell. Right Look at these batteries. We're using a battery as we're on. <laughs> show you how, what a high-tech operation. Should we periscope this? No, we shouldn't periscope right. this. It's being recorded. It's the stuff that happens, man, when you I go live. Can you help me with that? <laughs> Ray Dittinger's going to join us. So we're going to give away a tick. We're going to give away a DVD, the, the new... Just released mm -hmm. Terminator Genesis with Arnold. Now, yes. I see the movie. Anybody see the Arnold uh, Terminator one that was out this summer? We have DVDs. We'll give away one of those tonight mm -hmm. to our audience. Ray Dittinger and also Win Your Money. We'll spin the wheel and have a bunch of fun. Now, of course, some of the newest developments here in Philadelphia, the big story, the greatest game involving 
two teams who combined for two wins and 32 losses. Yes. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Lakers on Monday night. Bringing the rivalry back. It was, it was Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. They packed the place. Mm -hmm. the, the, it was, it, it, what were they there to see, Joe? Kobe. Were they, were they there to see the 70? And now the 76ers. They should have been there to, to, to you know, salute Moses, but it got uh, overshadowed. I don't know what happened. I don't know but what anyway, happened. Anyway, so, so the 76ers... <laughs> Have a sold-out stadium for the first time all year, right? Right. They didn't sell out when LeBron was here, I don't think. No, no. So I don't know what happened to this thing. Now all of a sudden it's shot. No, I know why, because it's not plugged in. Oh my god. Okay. I was plugged. I was plugged in. I was. Pass the drink. I'm sorry. This is this is ridiculous. I gotta find. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, Tony Bruno. Everyone. All right, should we let's do the intro over again? Come on. No, we're not gonna start. Nothing stops this train. All right. All right, we're not going to start. <laughs> Except the derailment. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. What is wrong with me tonight? Well, you were talking about the Sixers and Kobe gate. Yeah. So Kobe shows up. The whole place goes crazy. Uh -huh. Everybody's there to see Kobe Bryant, right? Of course. The Lakers stink. We know that. They stunk last year. Horrible. They have two lottery picks with the 76ers one to a mess, right? They got Julius Randle, who was hurt all of last year. Mm -hmm. And then they got the guy that the Sixers fans were going crazy about, mm -hmm. right? Yes. D'Angelo Russell. He was the guy all the Sixer fans wanted to, they got to get this guy. He's the stud. Right. So they don't get him because the Lakers take him in front mm -hmm. of the Sixers and the Sixers get Jaleel Okafor. Right. Again, I don't know whether any of these kids are going to be good. Nah, nobody knows. I'm not an expert. All these Sam Hinkie people all think that everybody's an expert. Right. It's not. It's a crapshoot. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows if any of these guys will be the next Kevin Durant mm -hmm. or the next Kobe Bryant or the next, you name the great players. It's never predicted. And go back and look year after year after year. The entire North Carolina class, when they won that national championship, got drafted. Mm -hmm. Most of them were stiffs. Right. Not stiffs, nice NBA players. They yeah, had to call them stiffs. Yeah, decent. They were just nice mm -hmm. NBA players. So you right. hope that the guys that you take every year eventually start developing. So now you got Jaleel Okafor, who I don't know much about. I saw him play at Duke, too, mm -hmm. like everybody else did. Mm -hmm. So they take him, and he's a good player. He's a mm -hmm. very good player. Is he a great player? I don't know. We don't know. Then he goes out, and he apparently gets in trouble in Boston last week when mm -hmm. the Sixers lost to Boston. The Sixers are one of those teams that does not fly back the night after a game on the road. Mm -hmm. They stay overnight because sports science right. tells them oh, their bodies have to be that, uh, that it's yeah. better if they go out to bars at two o'clock exactly. in the morning after they lose a game. It's more and relaxing. go out and drinking yeah. than it is to jump on an airplane right. and fly an hour home. By the way, an hour, yeah, well, an hour from yeah, Boston. Yeah, they weren't in like Anchorage. Yeah. yeah, they're not flying like waiting for a flight yes. that's delayed. At, you know, in, in Boston, <laughs> right. till two a.m. Yeah. They're home by. Midnight in mm -hmm. their beds at home. Right. They want to go out. Listen, I get it. He's 19. He's yeah. a star. He's, he's, he's selling not, his wild oats. Huh? He's not an, even an adult yet. Right. And I know. I, I listen. I drank when I was an underage kid. Everybody did. Sure. But I wasn't six eleven with a million dollars in my pocket yes. going to bars where somebody was willing to take a shot at me mm -hmm. because they knew I must have been a sports athlete. I'm six yeah. eleven. And your team so, stinks. And yeah. You know, and your team stinks. Yeah. So we saw the story that he got into an altercation mm -hmm. last week. It came out. Oh yeah, he was involved. Some guy was saying the Sixers stink. Right. And he took a shot at. It. And it was like, well, and then I, and I went on there and said, you know, this is a concern mm -hmm. because you got an investment here. These guys yeah, are investments. Absolutely. Sure. These are, you know, I know they call them assets. Mm -hmm. But to me, an asset is a piece of meat. Yeah. And that's what the 76ers are treating these guys as. Every year, it's like, get more assets. You've been, oh, we get you've been very consistent picks. with that. Thing. Let's get five more second-round picks. Yes. And I hope it works. People think I'm against it. I'm mm -hmm. against losing every year purposely, mm -hmm. hoping that you're going to get better. I don't know the other way. Right. If I knew a better way, I would be Sam Hinkie sitting in the bunker in the basement exactly. of the spectrum where Making he should be. Decisions. Anyway, that, I mean, that really bugs me. It really bugs me how... <clears throat> Not that the guy gets in trouble. A lot of young people get in trouble. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, that story breaks. 
I had some comments on Twitter about it, because that's what I do for a living, is right. I comment on sports. And I got all these people, oh, yeah, did you ever go out? You never went out at a bar? And I'm getting into it with this one guy who runs yeah. a blog, and he's yeah, like, yeah, hey, listen, I went out. Did you never go out? I said, you go out and get in fights at 2 o'clock in the morning? He right. said, yeah. I said, well, I don't. Right. You know why I don't get in fights at 2 o'clock in the morning? Because right. I stay away from those exactly. situations. And I was you're nobody. trying to hook up with the ladies anyway. You know, you couldn't you have time for that. And if you're, an, if you're 6'11", <laughs> an NBA first-round draft pick, and you can't even hook up with a girl at 2 a.m.? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, doesn't everybody start to look good at like right around 1.30 exactly. or so? But yeah. one of the stories From is that the, that the the guy who supposedly said that he sucked and the Sixers suck, uh, which, by the way, was accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was accurate. <laughs> How dare he? Well, that wasn't the case. Was he a Philly, from Philly? No, the guy from Philly actually pulled a gun on him. <laughs> then we find out that he went on the road and had got into a fight with a guy at a bar. Right. But a month earlier, in his first month with the Sixers, before we knew how bad they really were, yeah. some guy pulls a gun on him right. at 2nd and uh, Walnut Street yeah, in well, Old, Old City. City. Yeah. And so then you're saying, wow, yeah. two times? And then we find out that he's going 108 miles an hour on the Ben Franklin Bridge. Right. Three incidents in two months. Now, to He's me, had a busy, uh, how the know, hell do you even get up to 108 miles an hour on Franklin Bridge? And I, I asked the question, was it going into Camden or leaving Camden? <laughs> well, if you were leaving Camden, you're probably going 208. <laughs> they never actually determined that. And I think that's important, right? It is, absolutely. The details. They have details. ballet carjacking on the other side of the... <laughs> I mean, is it possible? Used that service. Is it possible to actually get your car up to They ever hear of Uber, these guys, anyway? They should be the, the first ones that use it. And I know you can't get a babysitter. They had the what? Turn, yeah. Yeah, that's right. There wasn't a, there wasn't Anyway, a, my, my point is, you got, you don't have to have a babysitter. A good start. Yeah. You don't need a babysitter for professional athletes. But now we're going to give them one. We're going to give them But they body. have a security. Yeah. Remember Des Bryant with the Cowboys? Yeah. Right? Des Bryant, Jerry Jones had guys trailing him everywhere mm -hmm. to make sure he stayed out of trouble. Yeah. Now, I don't think, I, I actually disagree with you. I, and I wouldn't call it a babysitter, but I do think that they need like a guidance counselor or something. No, they, they have security people who no, will go I'm to not, bars. I'm actually not even talking they're about not security. Gonna cram, no, these kids think they're going to get their, their styles going to get cramped right, but what if there's I'm a security is, guy around. I think it is the team's responsibility if they are hiring these underage people and they come from no money and all of a sudden they have millions of dollars. I think it's the team's responsibility to provide some kind of guidance. Well, they, they have like they should have some kind of. But those kids don't listen. His dad the NFL has the NFL has course. a rookie symposium every year. All the draft picks sit in a room. Remember they brought out Chris Carter yeah, yeah. to tell these guys, hey, don't yeah, do this. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah. Make sure you have a fall guy. You get a fall guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Find yourself a fall, he See, needs he a fall needs guy. To find himself a yeah. fall guy. That was the mentality, and I think that that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I think that they need to have they need to have better training. I mean, look at Charles Barkley. He's talked about it all the time. That he feels that these kids they don't have any they they don't have anybody telling him what to do, and he had somebody. But no, actually, remember when Charles was first in the league before there were cell phone mm -hmm. cameras, before yeah, there yeah. was TMZ. Before there was Twitter, all the social media, Charles Barkley, all that, Allen Iverson, these guys went out at night. They mm -hmm. went to bars. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Allen Iverson had a posse with him. Right. He had his boys with him to make sure nothing mm -hmm. bad happened. Right. And if it did, it then wasn't they, in the news. Yes, you know, exactly. if he's getting, if he's knocking it. a guy out cold right. on a street, right. that's getting put, you know, they're going to take care of the guy. Until he stopped paying them. And then now you watch, disappear. that guy's going to wind up suing Jaleel Oakley. Ah, absolutely. Sure. Because the second video from a different camera at the same night in Boston from that bar is even worse came out and yeah. he knocked the guy out cold. Yes, he now, did. I don't know whether it's, is it justified? I don't know. I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury or I'm not playing judge, jury, executioner. To me, you can't have one of your star players in a situation where they, what happens if six guys jump yeah. him and a guy pulls a knife or a gun? Yeah. Then what? That's yeah. what I mean. I think all these guys should be chaperoned with someone. I don't know about chaperoning, but you know what? These teams have security 
details. They have a security right. person. You say you were going on the road, bunch of the players are going to go out. One guy goes to the bar with him. He only went out with one other guy, a 20-year-old, Christian Wood, his teammate. So you got a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old, right? Two young guys out in Boston at a bar where they don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And then these guys want to be tough. It happened to Charles Barkley in his, when Cleveland. he was young. Cleveland. In Cleveland, yeah. he goes in through, guy he, through, the through a guy through a plate glass window. I'm sure the guy was being a jerk. Right. Right. And Charles, and it maybe got physical. I don't know exactly what happened, mm -hmm. but you know one thing: Charles Barkley's not walking into the war. Just say, "Hey, I don't like you." Yeah, throw yeah. Now, I would, I would probably throw, try to throw you through a window. Well, yeah, you, you probably could. I'm not that tall, so. But guys don't go out looking. For, athletes don't go out looking for trouble for right. the most part. Right. It finds them sure. if they put themselves in those situations. Yeah, you, you agree or disagree with me? Uh, it depends, man. What do you mean it, it depends? depends? Because a lot of these athletes, do we got to go down this road? I'll go down the road go because a lot of the athletes they still they come from these uh, you know from from places where they're still affiliated with people that do knucklehead stuff and they just can never let that. But go. that's not the ML on Jaleel Okafor. Really? Because there's a lot of stories about him when he was in Duke that haven't come out yet. Well, where, so how do you know if they're if they're stewards and do they? Because come I out know. Of? How about because of the fact I know several people that go to Duke okay. and tell me about stuff that ha that's happened on campus and Julio. So then are we going to? So while we praise Sam Hinkie, the genius for going to tanking every year and getting more draft picks, let's put it this did way: Did he not do his research? Julio Okafor is not a saint. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, who is? Well, I'm just trying to tell you that this happening. Uh, no, this happening This happening outside of a bar is not news to anyone that that went to Duke. No, but how come the 76ers don't know? Because he can play. It doesn't matter. They needed someone who can play. They missed. They got. They got Noel. It looks like they're going to miss on Embiid because of the fact he may never play because he's injured. They had to get somebody, Tony. They but couldn't come on. You got the third pick. You it doesn't matter. Yes, Okafor it does was matter. You're going to get a good player. Okafor was the pick. He was the best player there, so you take him. How about the Porzingis that the Knicks fans booed? Yeah, and that guy's, him. now they worship him. Man. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's yeah. a king in New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, so that's my because point. Because he is, wanted to get more somebody more proven, Tony. He was he, he, he wanted to bring in another overseas guy after after what happened with Sarge. I hear you. Have my else point wait. is that the Nick fans booed this Porzingis the kid Nick, at Nick the fourth pick, and he may be the best player yeah. in this draft eventually. I don't know well, whether he's going we'll to be or not. The Nick fans boo everything. Uh -huh. No, that's the, that's the Eagle fans when the Donovan McNabb fans. Right, only for Santa. But anyway, my point is you don't know about any of these kids, but if you're going to give somebody a lot of money and you're going to say, hey, Kid, come in here. You're 19 years old. Save my franchise mm -hmm. so that I can make a billion dollars when I sell it and get mm -hmm. rid of this thing. To me, you got to have the, the team has some responsibility in this. Mm -hmm. They have some, and the fact that they suspended him proves to me yeah. that they have culpability. The only Absolutely. thing Okafor hasn't done in the last few months was he wasn't flying the helicopter that had to had to land in the soccer field and get the game canceled. That's Joshua Harris. Yeah, exactly. Wrong, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's the only thing he hasn't been connected with yet. But, it's ridiculous. Know, that might happen stuff. We'll ask Ray Did. Well, we won't ask him about Julia Walker. <laughs> we're asking about the other problem. Yeah, well, we got about the Which problem. is Chip Kelly, and then you've got the, the, the whole Johnny Manziel thing in Cleveland. We have another three teams of incompetence that we can talk about. It's But it's not just Philly. I mean, you look around the National Football League. You look around all sports. I mean, the Johnny Manziel thing in Cleveland may be the most preposterous yeah. thing I've ever seen. And now they're benching him for... for and the, now they're not even going to play him right. down the stretch when you're trying to get rid of the guy. He's, he's not going anywhere right now. <laughs> no, not now. But, but why, Jerry Jones, if he gets released, you're, mm -hmm. somebody's going to take him. But why not increase his value by playing him the rest of the year? You're, you're going to play him. You're going to play you, 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 Josh McCown's hurt. Mm -hmm. This, you know, the other kid that they have. Austin mm -hmm. Davis. Austin Davis is a nice player, but he's not your future. Mm -hmm. And then they just signed Terrell Pryor, yeah. who decides to go to Cleveland instead of the Chicago Bears. Yes. Yeah. What the hell is he move. thinking about? <laughs> well, honestly, what that means to me, though, is that there's other stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about. About what? Johnny Manziel? It's not behind the scenes. They're punishing him. 
But I think it's more than that. There has to be something else that no. we don't know about. No, there's not. They already know. They, they, pretty, yeah. they, they drafted the guy. They knew he had trouble. He went to rehab last summer. Right. He, he still comes still back. Yeah. He's adult. We know yeah. that. But yeah. he comes back. And then he keeps going and he puts Instagram pictures of him with strippers all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. People say, oh, no big deal. He's not breaking any laws. Right. Then he gets in trouble in a fight with his girlfriend, remember? Mm -hmm. There was an argument with his yes. girlfriend outside on the street somewhere. They're in the car. But there were no charges filed. Nah. He didn't hit her, any of that stuff. No, no, no. So then the bye week, he goes out and parties mm -hmm. and puts the pictures on Instagram and then claims that those pictures were older, not from the weekend. Yeah, phone was so high. now the team decides, you know what? No more, enough, you're the third-string quarterback, yeah. and we're going to bench you. Right. So how does that help the team? First of all, look, forget about Johnny Menzel. How does that help the football team? If you're going to draft a guy that you took in the first round, trade it up to well, get... I agree, you should showcase him even if... Yeah, let him, let him, what happens if he plays well? Yeah, yeah. So here's the, here, there's a two-fold problem here. If he plays well, again, they're not going to win. They're, they're done. No, the Cleveland they're, Browns are done. Yeah, they're, they're but if he shows some signs of playing well, mm -hmm. then you don't have to maybe go out and waste another number one pick right. next which, year which and draft another quarterback. Yeah. Well, do you, think that may, do you think that maybe they're afraid that if he plays well, they have to hang on to him when they really just want to walk away from the whole situation? And then what? Go out and draft another yes, quarterback maybe with a first-round pick? Because the fans will kill him if they, if they let him go, if he does go in there and play well. Uh, to me, it's stupid. Why don't you find out whether this guy can play I, or I'm not? with you, Tony. I think he should be playing. But all, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is from the management standpoint, from the ownership, if they're, real, if they're ready to walk away from Johnny Manziel after this season, the worst thing that can happen is he can go in there and play well, and then the, the, you know, the fans themselves turn on them for letting him go. Uh, I, I, to, to me, I'm thinking of it. I'm running the Cleveland Browns. I'm Mike Patton, the coach. My best interest is I don't want to get fired at the end of the year. Right. And so... I'm punishing this kid because he lied and went out and drank on the bye week. But now he's back, and I'm going to make him the third-string quarterback behind two other guys who aren't really that good anyway. My point is, find out what you have, and then if he's good, you keep him. If, he, if he's good, you can either keep him or trade him. That's the perfect time get, of the year to do that. Get some value right. for him. Yeah. You're, you're going you're you're to just right. release him? Yeah. And then the Cowboys sign him? Well, which is going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You think Jerry Jones, people thought he was going to draft him when he came out of yeah. the draft last year. Because yep. Jerry Jones doesn't care about personal character. No. Nah. But it, I don't even know <laughs> if it's a problem. No. The guy no, may have an alcohol it. problem. To me, it's not. <laughs> to me, I don't it's think it's... news. There's a difference between a guy who has a serious problem, mm -hmm. which Johnny Manziel may have yeah. alcohol-wise, yeah. and a guy who has a character issue. Right. It's not a character issue. The guy's a party animal. No, he's a mama. Is that a character issue? No, so is no. Gronkowski. Yeah, Gronkowski's out. Though, right? How many? Every weekend he's with strippers. Mm. He's at parties. Do people criticize him? Right. No, Gronk's got a Gronk, but if Manziel goes out, it's a problem. Yeah, well, exactly. I don't, I don't get it. Because he won a Super Bowl well, last year. Yeah, and Gronk's also proven it on the field, which they're not allowing Manziel to do. That's the point. No, the, so. the, exactly right. Thank you for that, Cat. By the way, can I get another painkiller? Not what? <laughs> now, did anybody have a pain? Everybody try the painkillers outside. Except for uh, except for the young men. Now, do you have a fake ID? Now, Joe, that's your son. What is his name? Is that Joe Jr.? Yeah. Your name's Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Yeah, Nick Papa Giorgio. Yes. He's not, he's out. Now, did he put a dollar in the thing? Yes. Mm -hmm. So he's eligible to spin the wheel, you know. And this kid even busted his own figure to get a handicap spot out front. Did he that's really? It. Absolutely. Oh, thank nice. you very much. He got a better spot than I did. That's good. He's tough. So he's, anyway, we'll do he that. He well from, from Pop. Now, <laughs> I want to know who's interested because we've got these two tickets to go see Landau, Eugene, Murphy up in. Anybody live near Actually, Sellersville? Joe, you should, or Luigi, you should pull up. Some of his music. All right, I'll, see, I'll, I'll, I'll pull Do some. Do we have some of his music? Yeah, I'll get some. Yeah, my, my computer's a little bit slow right now. Um, but the uh, <laughs> he is amazing. I, I'd never heard of him because I didn't watch the show, and Luigi told me about him. And so you see him coming up on stage, and he just looks like Did anybody ever see Anybody here see this guy? 
Did it? Because nobody watches America's so, Got Talent. So, but you see him walking up on stage, and he just looks like, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, he's going to start doing, you know, R and B or rap or but something. But we've seen like that, that so many times. You'll see some guy come up, and they're like, what? And then he starts singing opera. Right. 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 You're seeing right. those on people. Field. Yes. And then they start singing opera, and they have the most but amazing all voice of a sudden, ever. This, he opens his mouth, and it's freaking Sinatra. I mean, like he, and it's so funny because his his regular speaking voice does not sound at all. Like he would have this, you know, old white guy <laughs> coming out. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. That's a dead old white guy to you, Robin. Wow. Yeah, Show right. some respect to Frank, Jeez. the chairman. A hundred years now. hundred years old. Uh, this month. I told you, I saw Sinatra in Birmingham, Alabama in 1977. Yep. At the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center Coliseum. Nice. And that's 40, almost 40 almost years 40 ago. 40 years, yeah. Speaking of old white guys. Yes. We actually have a phone call from an old white guy. We do? Yes. Oh, let's go to our, uh, is this, this the Tony Bruno? Uh, no, this is not, not even Joe. Uh, this is yeah. the Tony so Bruno. There's not that old. Eugene, let me, I'm going to, this is a, vo uh, a phone call from earlier. This is on the Tony Bruno hotline. Suicide hotline. The hotline. No, no, no. Hi there, Tony and Miss Robin. And hello again, everybody. This is Mel Allen. You know, Tony, it's. This coming June will have been 20 years since I, as I like to put it, relocated. But I just wanted to tell you, we kept the internet up here, and I'm really enjoying your new show. So I just wanted to wish you all the best and tell you, you got a lot of fans up here, and, and we're all rooting for you, and enjoy what you have to say, because I'll tell you, Tony, sports talk radio is a lot less fun when you're not on it. Now, for the younger kids, they may not remember my work with the Yankees, but they may remember hearing me say every week, stay tuned for this week in baseball. So uh, I enjoy saying that, Tony, and it's important to me that I remind myself I, I haven't lost it. <laughs> How about that? So best wishes to everyone. Happy holidays. And I'd better go, Tony, because if I stay on much longer, that blabbermouth Rizzuto is going to want to get on the line with you and wish some grandmother in New Jersey a happy birthday. <laughs> so I'm going to sign off, Tony, and wishing you all the best. As the kids say these days, this is Mel Allen. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't know who that was. You really don't know who that was. No, no he, he didn't identify himself, but he, he was somewhere in California. You know where he's calling from? Campbell, California. You know where Campbell, California is famous for? What's that? Nothing. Remember, the, remember the college basketball team out there? Which? The Flying Camels from Campbell, California. There's a school out there. They had Flying a, Camels? Yes. <laughs> Campbell, look them up. No. Look up Campbell, Colo Cam Campbell College in California. Right, well, until then, I got Landale. Oh, we have him? I got, well, I don't have him. Oh, okay. Give me a take. Even though he did want to call from backstage from his concert tonight, but we just couldn't patch him through. Let's hear a little All bit right. of Landale, Eugene Murphy. <laughs> Spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, what do you think? What do you think? Hold my hand. Good. Natalie, no? You don't like him? She says he doesn't sound like Sinatra. Well, I've, I've heard I've heard guys who sound more like him. Feel my 
No, but this guy's good. He's got it. He's absolutely yeah, he's good. But does he claim to be Sinatra like Sinatra? No, no. And is that all he sings? Sinatra or does he sing other old no, standards? He, he sings all kinds. Yeah, all right. Anyway, he's good. You get to see him live. Anybody who wants to go, we'll give away two tickets tonight. You can go see him tomorrow night at the Sellersville Theater, which is a great little theater up in uh, Sellersville, PA. Old movie theater. Okay. Converted into a theater. Huh? We saw Craig Shoemaker up there. You know what else? We, we, uh, we're going to go up there again. It's a great place. Then there's, of course, the other theater where they filmed The Blob. You know where that one is, right? The Colonial Theater. Oh, out in, um, what town was that? That's in Phoenixville. Phoenixville. Phoenixville, where they filmed The Blob. So, great theaters. We'll have more, uh, another phone call coming up and play our famous game, FMK, as we like to call yes. it. Wasn't that a girl? Wasn't that like a magazine? I that think was that's FHM. F yeah, FHM. Is that still a publication? Is FHM still in business? Yes. Remember, how do you know? I haven't seen it Because I accidentally get it sent to my house every month. Oh, you do? Yes. And did they sell you and send you the bill like a couple of weeks later? No. I'm still getting CDs from like uh, Columbia House though. <laughs> Is Columbia House still in business? Yeah, yeah one time. God, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, Ten CDs for yeah. a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then you'd have to subscribe and then, and then buy one every forever, month for $20. You have to buy something you really didn't want for $20. Right. To get right. You know how many of my neighbors got free CDs? <laughs> did you sell any I just, of those? No, I, would, I wouldn't sell them. I, what I did was I... Uh, I accrued a very, uh, a very uh, expensive CD collection uh -huh. just by putting in other people's addresses. Then they started doing it with DVDs, too. Right. Same right. thing, right? Columbia House. Columbia, Columbia House, yeah. if you're listening, I'm sorry. That's uh -huh. all right. They're still looking for They're you. They're not a sponsor yet. Meanwhile, you know, we talk about cars a lot, and we always talk about this on the show. Turn on the TV. Every car company is doing, you know, big bows on the Lexus uh -huh. and the Mercedes and the Audis, and everybody's got car sales. And one thing, if you're looking for a car, we just bought a car about two months ago. And we didn't do the, well, we did some research, but I have a friend who's a dealer and I know he's going to treat me right. But a lot of times you look for a car and you go into a place and you're like, you do your homework on the internet because it's so easy now. Mm -hmm. You find a car you want, you say, this is what I want. And right. you go and you look up at all the specs. Right. And that's why true car is what you have to use. If you're looking for a car, you need to find clarity on the pricing of the car. And you know how hard it is. Some people pay a thousand dollars more than their neighbor paid for the same mm -hmm. car. That's why true car is the place to go. You can get a great deal. You'll know what's fair. It's good to do your research when you're buying a car, but there's only one place to get the most comprehensive car pricing information available, and that is True Car. The truth is, car prices can vary even in your own area. I know. So, I wish I wish that we'd had this app because I spent I don't know how many hours going from this car dealership to this car dealership to this car dealer and looking at all the specs in each car. And we knew what car we wanted too. I know, and it was just, it would spend so much time. And then afterwards, when I found out about True Car. I could have spent like 10 minutes doing this. So check it out yourself. If you're looking for a car, you owe it to yourself because of the dealership of True Car certified dealers, 10,000 of them, and they will all work together to guarantee you savings when you buy a new car. True Car, the True Car app. No headaches, no hassles. Just a car you want at a price you can feel good about. Hey, kiddies. Ace Man here. I sat down with the great Brian Cranston for a special one-on-one -on -one interview in honor of the launch of his new movie, Trumbo. Go to Podcast One now and subscribe to the newsletter for a special bonus video of myself and Cranston. And don't miss the podcast. Available at Podcast One. Sign up before November 30th for the Encore video release. That's PodcastOne.com. PodcastONE.com. Back on the podcast, Tony Bruno and the whole gang. Now, Campbell, California... We're getting a dispute now on this. Uh, conflicting reports? Yes. Right. Now, I know there's a Campbell, California. Uh -huh. That's where that guy who called in. But now Joe has a Cam, the, 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 
the Campbell Fighting Camels are from the Big South Conference down there in, in North Carolina. So I was wrong. I thought oh. they were in Campbell, California, because there is a Campbell, California. Correct. But the Campbell Fighting Camels that right. I mentioned earlier are not from California. Thank you, Joe, for checking that so out. So Mel Allen... <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But I, I knew they were the Fighting Camels. And a couple of years ago, they made Fighting big news. They were in a, didn't they make the NCAA? I think they won their conference tournament down there. In the, what is that? What's the conference? It's a smaller conference, but they have one of the guaranteed... Did they have a 30 for 30 on the Flying Camels? No, no. I don't think they did the Flying Camels. <laughs> By the way, it's not PC anymore to call yourself no, the no, Flying they're Camels. camels. They're I saw that earlier today. Yeah. Speaking of PC gone crazy, yes. you know what else is not PC anymore? What's that? I didn't even realize. PCs aren't PC I anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody's got an Apple. Yeah, they're called... Uh, but uh, I wrote the list down. What did I do with my tablet? What was that? I don't know. I don't Did you know. have a thought or something? Hello? Is that my? Is that my? That's Robin's. Um, <laughs> Robin's now down. It's Mr. McFeely. He's, he's delivering. She's updating else. her windows while oh, we're on okay. the air. No, right. it does things on its own. It's That's like right. stop. That's what she said. No, you know it's not PC what's anymore. That? What's that? Uh, I wrote it down and now I can't remember. It. I'll get it. <laughs> Forgetting things. That's not PC. I wrote it. Right? Yeah, that's not that. PC. No, it's insensitive. We have medication for that. Yeah. At least. Larry <laughs> King ED. got me some Ginsana. <laughs> I saw it earlier today, and I wrote it down. It's on my. Can, Natalie, can you go grab the yellow box? I mean, the, the yellow, the metal box. There should be a tablet in there. That's the only thing I didn't take with all my notes. I have all these extensive it's notes. It's right backstage, right inside the little hall. Okay. There. Well, I got to tell you what. It's, it's another preposterous thing that's not PC, and I'll tell you about it. There's so many of them, I can't, yeah, keep, can't track. keep track. I Somebody's going to have to write the new book, like every, like an addendum to them, like the yes. dictionaries they always yeah. add to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Right, they add a couple words. Yeah, yeah. The, but the PC words change every single every day. Change. Something yeah. else becomes every offensive every day. Wow, there's oh, things like... Oh, look at that. Is this like, uh, what's the Howie Mandela? Who the wants box? to be a uh, uh, deal or no deal? That's not the suitcase with all the money, okay. yes. Yeah, exactly. What was that game with the... Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. I just wanted the tablet, and I want the whole box, Nat. Can you wait, like, wait, be like yet. a presenter? And, yes. Yeah. We're going to open it up. Yes. You hear that, hear that clip? What's inside the box? i got to play the music. I have the music in here, too. While we're opening it. My dirty this. underwear. There it is, right here. The whites. Thank you. There we go. Now, be careful with that thing. If it hits you, it's This is like the nuclear football. Over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't close it. I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. Can you got that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's hear it for Natalie Aguinaldo, hey. ladies and gentlemen. She works at the University of Pennsylvania every day and then came here tonight and said, what the hell am I doing here with everybody else? <laughs> I think the audience is saying that at this point, too. Exactly, but i got to play that. Because I had this. This is one of my favorite shows. It's in here somewhere. I'll find it. What anyway. Is it? What is it that you're looking for? The, all right, you know what else is not PC? What's today? Wednesday, hump right? Hump Day. Oh, Hump Day's not PC? Hump Day is now no longer Thank PC. Who's that, who's that offensive to? Hunchbacks? No, it's Virgins? offensive to Middle Easterners. Oh, uh, okay. That some right. people in the okay. Middle East take offense to the term Hump Day right. because it has a camel and you know, right, the stupid right. Geico commercials with the camel yelling, Hump Day! Yeah, exactly. I thought they were just stupid, to be right. honest. Right. They are Mike, stupid. Mike, 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 because Mike, Mike, they associate Mike. themselves with camels? I don't know. I read that today, that Hump Day is now not PC. I, I just okay, told you, flying camels. So crappy. Yes. Somebody's going to make a lot of money on the non-PC stuff. I'm tired of PC and non-PC and... I agree. People just need to grow up. What are you going to do about it then, Robin? I say what I want, man. People just need to grow up. That's a... Exactly. People need to have a little fun in their lives, man. Exactly. Stop getting so excited. Is everybody having fun in there or are you bored already? Are you guys all right in there? I can't see. Anyway, (laughs) people listening on Mixler, too, at Mixler.com. Every week when we do the show live from 7 to 9, people log on to the Mixler app. They can hear the show live. Hopefully, we'll get phone calls going again. We're getting each week. We, we actually we have somebody that is working on it. Um, I I will give out his name 
soon, as soon as he, but he is, um, he works for a company that develops phone systems for companies. He called up and says, I want to develop nice. the Tony Bruno show phone system. So he's doing like the whole, I don't know. It's not one knows what a PBS No, no, it's not a 900 number. No. He, but we're going to have like our own thing and it's going to have a call screener and everything. Uh, no. Wow. Yeah, it's then, cool. Mel, then deceased uh, sportscasters could call. Exactly. Then we can call them. Well, Alan, yeah, exactly. The people in Mixler actually are saying, Tony, that you owe them 13 minutes of audio because you robbed them. I, I can't believe I, I'm yelling at everybody. I'm right. sitting here right. I was yeah. here before. Everybody's coming what in. Up, the audience rookie? is coming you had in. a great opening. And yeah. I'm the only one who didn't have my mic on. Right. Rook. i got to get myself one of those if I can and, follow. And it. so we were here. You can't even find your bumps. Joe's mic. I was talking. Actually, you can hear me through Joe's mic, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, you would hear so. enough yes. for it to be on. Yeah. If my friend Harry Mays were here, you know what he would say? Get out. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you can't find all my other things because I have a new system now because I used to have that big box. Yes. That weighs like 50 pounds, and mm -hmm. I had all my sound effects. And now I have That's them on a the tablet. Smithsonian, I think. Now I have them on a the tablet. Now I'm trying to find out where everything is. I think right. you need the 360 back for a little while at least. It's too heavy. <laughs> it's, more, it's more stuff to put in the car. Or you, or that the company, the Ambrosia company that developed the um, sound pad for, for iPad that Luigi has. Yeah, that, this thing is awesome. That thing That's rocks. Good. I wish you do. You know what we should do? Cause I paid 20 bucks for that app, man. Did you really? I had to pay twenty dollars for that app. But it's great. No, but that app, if you um, paid, like they have systems in radio stations, they're like four hundred dollars. So twenty bucks is a steal. Is it? Oh yeah. Okay. Trust me. I paid a guy twenty bucks to buy like ten sound effects from him. Right. You got a whole system for twenty dollars. Where's he on the corner, like Atham Wolf? No, he's down in Florida. Oh, all right. Okay. Speaking of Florida, you know, Robin always, for all the years that Robin and I have worked together on the national show at night, right, out in L.A. One of the things we always do is updates. People love updates. Oh, yeah. And what we found out, and our good friends listening in Florida. Yes. Uh, Sassy Jen and all of our yes, other great Foxy fans who listen Sassy down Jen. there. Foxy Jen, mm -hmm. Sassy Jen. Jen, she comes up here. She's a Philly fan, but she she's lives friends in Florida. with uh, the uh, well-dressed hood rat. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So we got a lot of fans all over the country <laughs> listening to us every week on Podcast One on the podcast, watching our YouTube channel after uh, Nathaniel puts the video up and then he mm -hmm. does a great job editing it. And then, of course, we always found out one thing. It used to be California was where all the crazy stuff happened, right? Right. They had a monopoly on it. Yeah. We found out one thing, though, with all the extensive research. There are actually websites dedicated to this. Mm -hmm. There are apps, right, dedicated to it. And yes. Twitter accounts. And Twitter accounts Not dedicated stopped. to it. The craziest place on earth. Mm -hmm. You know where that is? Florida. Let's get an update. From where? Down to Florida. Exactly. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. I feel like Mr. Feely should be sitting here right now. Back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with your weekly What Happened This Week in Florida update, here's your correspondent, Miss Robin. Dateline, Ormond Beach, Florida. Where? Ormond. Is it Ormond or Ormond? Ormond Beach. Well, you messed up the beach. You got the Ormond right. Have you been drinking? Is her mic out too? I did. This, I did have. That's why I'm not asking for another one. So because there's a lot of smart. there's a lot of rum in there. There is. I know. You don't realize yeah. it. That's what's great about these. I right. found these on on Soggy Dollar Bar. Right. In Yost Van Dyke and British Virgin Islands. And, everything, yeah. and you go up and you swim up to the bar mm -hmm. and you bring a twenty dollar bill and yeah. you hand it to the bar and he hangs it up on a on a clothes hanger. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gives you the change from there. Although exactly. you don't really get change anymore. Here you yeah. hand twenty dollars to the guy up front, but that's because he's panhandling. Exactly. But anyway, so it's it's a it's a different bunch of juices. It's got right. all, and then it's got a lot of rum in it. Mm -hmm. but it doesn't so taste good. like a lot of rum. No. So you have three or yeah, four. Yeah, they're of them. outside. 
We have them outside. There's rum in right it. There's front, coconut right the rum. Yeah. There's aged rum. There's uh -huh. uh, Captain Morgan. But then when you drink it, it's a nice, refreshing. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's really. And it is the signature Tony Bruno show drink. It sneaks mm -hmm. up on it. And we pour a batch for everybody uh, like every week when we come out here. Correct. So, so anyway, back to the back update. Back to Ormond Beach, Florida. John Knutson is accused of electrocuting his father on Thanksgiving morning. Ah, family time. Don't you just love it? Why would he execute, uh, execute, why would he electrocute he, his father or try to on Thanksgiving morning? Because he, he couldn't get it done the day before. He was the sole heir to his father's will, an 81-year-old man also named John Newson, and learning that he was a beneficiary <laughs> His son decided uh, that he needed to cut his time on Earth just a little bit shorter. So he had just found out that he yes. was the sole beneficiary of his father's right. will. He didn't realize that ahead of time. And this guy's 44 years old. Right, now, he's right. 44. Okay. He's not a kid. He's 44. His dad's 81. He's so, a man. He's 40. Uh, on, so he only learned about the will on November 22nd and November 24th, Thanksgiving morning. Um, the father was lecturing his son on finding a job, and his son said, you know what, dad? And so he went into the bedroom, and like, like the dad was sleeping, and he got two wires from, plugged into the wall, and stuck it on his chest, and the dad suddenly uh, woke. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, the dad woke up, but then passed out immediately. The son thought he'd done the job, but then the dad woke up. And the funny, I mean, the, the amazing thing to me... Read this part right here. This is the amazing part about uh, how the dad was actually scolding the son because he didn't have a job. Right. right. And he was telling him, go out and get a job. So uh -huh. that's why, he, so he, his son was like annoyed that he was trying to tell him to get a job. So he snuck into the bedroom and charged him while holding two black wires. He pressed the wires to his father's chest in an attempt to electrocute him. And according to the police, the older Knutson felt a surge of electricity go through his body, collapse, but he survived and the electrical cord was plugged into a socket with two open wires on the other end. And the dad survived, and he went to jail. Right? Well, no, so... so yeah, the he dad, got arrested. No, so what happens is the dad, when he wakes up, um, he talks to his son, and they, like, sort of make up, but then the son goes to bed, and the dad hightails it out of there, goes to the police department. I don't blame him. He decided he wasn't going to go back to sleep. And so then the police came and arrested the son. They talked it over, and then the dad says, I'm going to call there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Right, You're weekly. Is. This yes. is what's happening in Florida. We know his son couldn't have been an electrician because he didn't get the job done, obviously. No. He didn't have enough wattage. That's scary. Florida. That's a mild story from uh, out of Florida. And that's one Compared of the saner stories that you'll hear from Florida. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the more normal ones. Why do, why are people, why do crazy people live in Florida? Well, because I mean, a lot of California everywhere. relocated the And you know, the irony is, is that's where Tony and I want to go retire. Oh, nice. <laughs> that makes Florida? so much sense, doesn't it? We're not going to Norman Beach, or we're not going to play, uh, where was the place last week? Where the, oh, I don't remember where that was. Where the ladies, playing, the old ladies were playing Mahjong, Mahjong, and they got yeah. busted for gambling oh, yeah, yeah. in an Although, old age home. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's kind of up our alley, you know? Oh. I'm just going to go to like, a third world country somewhere. That's all, yeah. And just become like a, lot a of space available. pocket dictator and live on some exactly. tropical island. Yeah, yeah. Selling painkillers. Right. Tourists. That's what I want to do. I want to wake up every morning. No phone. No, no phone. Nothing. No Twitter. Right. Just drive. You swim up to my bar. Have a beach bar. Exactly. Let my hair grow long. Get yeah. the gray beard going. Then in like 20 years, will somebody hair? will locate you and say it's Tony. No, I'll like grow the hair real long. Do the ponytail. You ever yeah. see the old guys wow. with the gray hair and the ponytail? Oh, yeah. You can't go so skull it, man. It's a great look. Each other like tongue poke. <laughs> yeah, like beach bombs. You ever seen beach bombs? You I gotta get out. I've, I've seen beach bombs. The older dudes, they let their hair get gray. 
and then they get real long and they make the ponytail, and then they work out because they don't have a job. All it's they not do a good, is work out. Right. Right. And then they really look good, and their skin is like leathery yeah, because they're in the say sun they have all that the time. Dark, leathery skin. Oh yeah, those guys get chicks. It's not a good look for you. It's not a good look for you, man. Just stick to selling painkillers. America's most wanted. Wasn't the whole premise on Along Came Polly? Yeah, yeah, but he was. That was. Uh, Are you for scuba? scuba that was Hank Azaria who yeah. played the scuba French scuba instructor. But didn't he have a long ponytail and he had a little bit. Yeah, of he didn't have the ponytail. He had long hair. He was good. I mean, he had the he had the look. He was in, he was jacked up and mm -hmm. stuff. I'll go on steroids. I'll get jacked up. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how long I'll live, but you got Viagra. Gotta have fun. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then yeah. you go around. You go. You want scuba? Scuba? Yeah. Are you for scuba? You for scuba? Yeah. Believe no, nobody saw the movie along. How can anybody not see a long It's the only Jennifer Aniston movie I actually watched all the way through. Yeah, you hate her because I don't like her. Right, but I like the movie because I love Hank Azaria, who I got to know, and so he's a he's a genius. Hank Azaria, Voices on these does voices on the Simpsons. He's on Ray Donovan that you don't want. He's on Ray Donovan. I haven't watched. He's on everything. Hank Azaria. But it's not because I don't like Ray Donovan. I didn't have Showtime. No, I don't. Now I finally like, have I don't it. watch Walking Dead. So it's I watch time. Walking Dead every yeah. week. I've been yeah. watching it every the season. Sixers. Oh, you mean the regular series? I thought yeah, you were no, no, exactly. not the Sixers. All right. No, not the Sixers. Anyway, they did uh, suspend Jaleel Okafor back yes. to that story for two. I predicted news. that this morning. Two games. I predicted that on my Twitter that the Sixers, after the second videotape Good call. came out, mm -hmm. that now that they got the win out of the way yeah. and took some of the heat off, they're going to suspend him. To make it there was a lot of closed door meetings today. The Eagles had a closed door meeting. The Six had a yeah. closed door meeting. Ray That's always a good sign for your sports. Tony, I've actually had a lot of people commenting here, um, speaking of the, the the Sixers, and they just got done playing the Lakers. Kobe was in town, and a lot of people have been saying they're having a hard time trying to get. I know how you hate lists and everything like that. We're not doing like a top five, but a lot of people are already saying that Kobe is the third best player to ever play the game. It could be. I mean, you can argue. You can you argue. Think, you any, think that's any, true? You can argue position, but. He's absolutely in the top ten all time, maybe top five. No, top ten. He's 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 probably closer to the top five, but is he third? I don't know. I mean, you could sit down and argue that those. That's why I don't like lists. They're so right. subjective. To me, the fact that people were mad that Kobe Bryant was taking all these shots, and that's what Kobe Bryant's going to do the rest of the year. And you know what's going to happen? People are going to show up and fill up every arena he goes yep. to on his farewell tour, and they're going to want to see Kobe play. Mm -hmm. They're not going to say because Byron. You know, uh, what's his name? Byron Washington's on it. No, his coach. Tomorrow. Byron Scott has no control over Kobe Bryant. No, no. And, you know, he was holding the pad, he was holding the play pad the other night right now. And, and so Kobe was. Everybody <laughs> wants to tank, right? Everybody yeah, wants to drop. tank. The yeah. Lakers have been bad for two seasons, so mm -hmm. they got two draft picks, high draft picks, right? Right. But we they need got, them to win because that pick is pretty good. But here's the problem with that. So if Sixer fans are now mad that the Lakers are going to tank the rest of the season, on Kobe Bryant's farewell tour, and because Kobe Bryant shot 30-something percent, he made, he made, he got 13 points. People want to see Kobe Bryant play. It's not like he's stumbling. It's not like Willie Mays in his last year when he played for the Giants no, and, he, and the Mets, and he's falling around because Mantle he wanted to try way. to squeeze in one more year yeah. for a paycheck. Mantle was the same way. They're tanking to let, they're tanking by letting Kobe play. Because his poor play yeah. no, is what's costing them games. Absolutely. But guess what? I'd rather see Kobe Bryant play poorly than some young scrub who doesn't know how to play. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't pay money to go watch guys. I don't go pay money to watch people train. You know, to me, this is an OJT. This is the NBA. No, I love OJT it. OJT is when you go work somewhere as an apprentice and you learn your skill when you're working with somebody who's better than you. This is the NBA. I want to see professional basketball. I don't want to watch year after year of guys learning to play while they're on the job. Right. That's not what professional sports is about. It is now. And so that's the way it is. I get that. 
But to me, I'd rather watch that state. That arena was filled because of Kobe Bryant. Damn right it was. Nobody went there to see the 76ers win a game. Or pay respect to Moses or Malone. Malone. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the real and then the Sixers do something else that really angered me. So at halftime, they bring out Moses' son uh -huh. to announce that, oh, by the way, you all came out tonight and Kobe Bryant happened to come in here right, right. You know, unexpectedly yeah. on his retirement. And yeah. We knew he was coming in, but nobody was going to go watch Kobe yeah, yeah. until they found out that this is the last time he's playing right. here. So then they have Moses Malone's son announce that next year uh -huh. we're going to retire Moses Malone's nah, number two uniform, yeah. which I thought was one of the most bogus things. And uh -huh. people were cheering it. Yeah. Why would you wait till next year to retire? It's That's 33 Fugazi. years it ago. It should have been retired. It should have been already. It yeah. was 33 years ago that, that <laughs> Moses Malone and the 76ers won the last NBA championship. It's like people putting uh, football players in the Hall of Fame after they die. Exactly. Or baseball players getting put into the Hall of Fame after they die. Did their numbers get better in the 30 years that they've no, been out of the sport? No, you're either a Hall of Fame or you're not. Or so, you're either, you deserve to get your jersey retired or you don't. And then I saw people arguing that Moses is only here four years. Uh, so why should they retire his number? They don't win the NBA championship nope. without Moses Malone. That's why he retire his number. Yeah. And oh, by the way, he's one of the greatest players in NBA history. I know he played in Houston. Pete Rose came for the Phillies to Pete be Pete Rose would have been retired Lynch, if he didn't get suspended. Right? Yeah, Pete Rose yeah. came to the Phillies. The they wouldn't have won the World Series without Pete well, Rose. Well, exactly. with Moses right? playing in Houston, it did a disservice to everyone because no one really saw him. No one knew who the hell Moses was until he came out of the ABA and came here to the NBA. Exactly. So, to me, Moses Malone's number should have been retired years ago by the 76ers. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to push it ahead to next year to try to squeeze another night out and sell tickets for Moses Malone retirement night? Mm -hmm. That's all it was. I mean, am I, am I overreacting? Or did no, you think you're right that about was cheesy? that. It's no, it was horrible. The whole thing was... A it's horrible. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised that the Flyers didn't retire his jersey first. The Flyers <laughs> didn't want to retire his <laughs> number, yes. I'm surprised That's they haven't had Moses Malone night yet. <laughs> Oh, Ridiculous. man. He was related to Kate Smith. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Again, I don't want to sound like I'm just fact. picking on this. People think I hate this. I love the 76ers. <laughs> I was alive in 1960s. To me, two of the greatest NBA teams I've ever seen. 67. 67, 66. 66, 67, 76ers team. To me, the greatest team in NBA history. Probably. With all, you go down and look at that roster. And the 83 Sixers who won the title. Mm -hmm. You look at the five starters. Like yeah. all Hall of Famers yeah. starting. Yeah. Right? And so a great coach. I love the 76ers, and I've seen some bad Sixer teams like any other sports team, right. but I also saw the two great teams. And remember, right. Charles Barkley, they was on great teams, mm -hmm. and Allen Iverson had some really mm -hmm. good teams here and went to the NBA Finals. Right. So you can't have it, uh, you can't just say, you know what, I only like the 76ers when they're winning, and if they just make the playoffs and get in and win a series, that's unacceptable. You're not going to go from worst team in the NBA to the NBA Finals without a progression. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any progression. And to me, to wait five years to hope that you make the playoffs, you're not going to make the playoffs and then become the best team in the NBA. No, it, doesn't it doesn't happen that way unless you get lucky. Anyway, we'll talk more about it. Ray, uh, Ray Dittinger is here. We're going to talk with him. And there's, a, there's rumors that Judah may stop by. Is that true? Judah Freelander? That's what I'm hearing now, Tone. It's developing. A developing it's situation. Developing, we like those here. It's like breaking yes. news. Yeah. Ray Dittinger is going to join us here in a moment. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a uh, quick break, right, Luigi? Are we going to give everybody a five-minute intermission? Let's bring in Ray right now, ladies Ray and gentlemen. Right now, do we have his mic on? Is he mic'd up? He's a whole... I, mean, I said it earlier. This guy's done everything. Newspapers. Uh, television. He's a writer. He writes films. He writes plays. He writes everything. And I'm proud to say I've known him forever. Except he looks good and I look shot. And uh, he's a Hall of Famer and I'm not. The great Ray Dedinger. Ray, good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you, Tony. Thanks for coming by. Now we have Ray's mic is all on. Everybody yeah, can hear good. him? Beautiful. Ray, up and going? 
Yeah, right. I know you just came over from uh, Comcast uh, Sportsnet there. What were you guys talking about? Is that some uh, local sports team, perhaps? Uh, actually, uh, they they let them in on the Eagles took uh, the Eagles took a rare back seat. Okay, so the, yeah, because Okafor suspended two games. That didn't surprise you though, because it didn't surprise. I actually <laughs> predicted on Twitter this morning once the Sixers got the win and that video came out, the second one where the guy gets knocked cold on that same night in Boston we saw the first video, <laughs> that the Sixers were compelled to do something, right? I think so, yeah. And they, and they had to. I think it was the appropriate thing. All right, let's get to uh, the NFL. Hall of Fame, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad. I know there's the writers part of the Hall of Fame. Did you, when did you know that you were going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Uh, I had been uh, nominated um, three years previous. Uh, I, I was notified that I was in the sort of the final four of the voting for several years. Uh, but most of the time when that, that Hall of Fame thing comes up, it's, it's the Dick McCann Award. It's generally given to guys that are that are, have retired or in some cases are deceased. Uh, I, was, I was way younger than most of the people that are, were nominated. So I kind of thought, well, if my day comes, it's going to be way down the line. Um, and I was real pleasant surprise when they called me up, and I thought it was the annual call telling me you came up short again, and this time they called me and said, no, you're in. So it was, that was great. That was uh, 1995, and it was, a, it was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I was in with a very good class. Kellen Winslow was in that class, and uh, Steve Largent was in that class. It was, a, it, was a great, it was a great weekend, and it was a great time for my parents, who are huge football fans. A big reason my parents' love of football is a big reason why I got involved in it myself. Uh, so for them to come up and be part of that whole experience in Canton and get to witness that whole thing was, I think it was a bigger thrill for them than it was for me. Now, Delco guys are up there in Folsom, right? That's where you grew up? Grew up in Folsom, Del Delaware County. Yep. It's amazing how many Delaware County, and you just, do you call yourself Delco? Because it's the only county of anywhere I know where everybody only knows Delco. They don't say Monco. They don't no, they say do not. They, they do don't not. say like Gloucester County. Do you say Blue Co over there? What do you say when you're from Gloucester County in New Jersey? I say Philly. So. I, say, I say they're from Philly. No, it's a, it, it, is a very, it is a very unique, unique to Delco kind of thing. Uh, and a Temple guy. So Temple, yeah. Houston, good team. They're going to win the AAC? Um, I, I, I'm rooting for them like crazy. I think it's going to be a tough game for them this weekend. Yeah, because Houston beat Navy, who was a good team. And they got their quarterback back. They haven't, they have not, you lost a game with their starting quarterback, and he will be back this week, and you're it playing them. It's so him. fun watching them, though, this year. Oh, I know. I mean, they're just, they're good. Yeah. They're really good. And, and I, and I, I think Matt Rule is really a good coach. I was, I was so impressed with them the week leading up to the Notre Dame game. Uh, because at Comcast Sportsnet, we did, we did pre and post on that Temple Notre Dame game. And so I was actually at practice. And I was around the team a little bit that week, just familiarizing myself with them. And I was so impressed with the way Rule handled the week and the way the kids handled the week. I mean, they, they really kind of got it. You know, they really understood. And, and then they went out and they, they played their butts off in that game. I mean, they took Notre Dame right down to the final two minutes. And that was, that was great. I mean, I think that if Temple really wants to commit to pro, to football, if they really want to commit to a football program in a meaningful way, you know, they have to be proactive and make sure that Matt Rule stays around. Talking with Ray Dittinger here, and uh, Matt, of course, uh, was a rumor was worth that Missouri contacted him. Mm -hmm. And now it appears to be true, and he says he's not. He cut it off, so he's not talking to Missouri. But there are 11 coaching uh, openings, and Chip Kelly's not taking any of them. He uh, commented the other day that he didn't talk to USC. Uh, he pretty much said that anybody can write anything they want about a guy getting a job offer or talking to other teams, and there's nothing he can do to change that. 
Uh, is that a fair uh, comment to make of Chip Kelly? Because let's be honest, there are people, there are bloggers, there are people who can say anything they want, and then Chip Kelly has to either find out that it's not true, uh, confirm it, or deny it. Mean, why would he deny it if he didn't talk to them? Just because he doesn't want to prolong it. I mean, it, and there's always the there's always the out that maybe you didn't talk to them, but your agent did. Uh, or you didn't talk to them, but you text message. We live in a world where there are a million different ways to explain these things. But do you think he talked? You think he talked to somehow? There was a conversation with the USC before they decided to keep Clay Helton. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt if he says no, I'll say no. But I, but I, I, I think it's only. I mean, he got very irritated that this kind of conversation was out there. But I think he's smart enough to understand that given his history and his success in college football, especially on the West Coast, and what's happening in Philadelphia now, that if the Southern Cal job is open, and you look at his situation here, it's, I mean, it's not a stretch to think that there'd be mutual interest. So, and reporters being reporters are going to pursue that. So I know it irritates him. I mean, he's got other things he's got to deal with right now with the team that he's coaching now and the challenges he's facing now. I know he doesn't want to deal with that kind of speculation, but I mean, he's got to understand that that certainly comes with the territory. Now, do you think now that he's cleared the air, so to speak, and the fact that the 11 jobs that are open are none that are really going to be Chip Kelly kind of jobs? I he's not going to go so. to Missouri or Maryland or Syracuse or any of these other uh, openings. I mean, I have the list of the 11, and there's not one that, that any of these schools would, A, be able to offer Chip Kelly the kind of power and the kind of money that he has to sitting right here or with a USC or a Georgia the other programs, the big ones that were open for a while. Yeah, I I don't see anything that looks like a fit, Tony. I I, I don't. Um, I mean, South Carolina. I mean, Spurrier left the cupboard bare down there. I mean, there's, that's not a good job. People think that the Miami job is a good job. I don't think it is. I don't either. Uh, I mean, it's got the name, and that's part of the problem. Is it's got the name, and it's got an alumni and a following that expect every Miami coach to take them back to the Jimmy Johnson days, and that's not going to happen. So I don't think that's a particularly desirable job. You know, I I thought that. You know, I thought that the Southern Cal job seemed to me to be a logical one. Uh, people have kept linking him with Texas. You know, Charlie Strong is there until otherwise, until we find out otherwise. So, no, I don't look at the jobs that are open now and say, yeah, that looks like a perfect fit for him. I Right now, Tony, I expect him to be back here in Philadelphia. Does it depend on what happens now? Because, you know, we saw Andy Reid for 13 years, and people the last three or four years were saying it's time for him to go, yet he survived 13 years. You know Jeffrey Lurie. He's not the kind of guy to make knee-jerk reaction. No, no. Do you think if this thing really crashes and burns down the stretch that Jeffrey Lurie will be forced to do something, either hire a GM, take away his power? Because I don't think he's going to fire him. I don't think so either. I, I, the only way that this can play out, um, and if let's let's take the worst-case scenario and say they, they lose out, which takes you to 4-12, and 12, that's pretty awful. But I, I think at the end of the year, the conversation that could take place and maybe should take place, is the one where Jeff calls him in and says, look, Chip, I still believe in you. I still think you can coach. I want you to be my coach, but the personnel thing just isn't working out. And if you're going to stay, I want you to stay on here, but we're going to bring somebody else in to pick the players. I could definitely see that conversation taking place, and I think it should. The question is, at that point, if that's really Jeffrey's idea, this is what I want to do, then it becomes Chip's decision of whether he wants to stay. You know, is Chip willing, after after pulling this power play to get all the power, is he willing one year later to just surrender it? I don't know. 
I mean, if, if Jeffrey lays it out that way, and I think he'd be fully within his rights to do that, then does Chip say, you know what, yeah, okay, I'll give it up, or does Chip say, no, I'm not going to do that? Here's another rumor that's going to float out there, depending on how they finish, is Tennessee. I mean, could there be a scenario if the Eagles obviously crash and burn, and that the Tennessee Titans know that Chip had, an, had Marcus Mariota, their coach is sort of in flux right now. Could you see a situation where you see a trade, maybe, that Chip Kelly goes to Tennessee and the Eagles get some sort of compensation to release him to go take that job so the Eagles can move on? It's not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, there, we saw it with John Gruden. I mean, that was technically a coaching uh, sure. trade. I mean, well, uh, you know, it's not like it's never happened before. The Gruden one is the one that people remember. But also, you know, there was a, you know, when Belichick made his move, mm-hmm. there was compensation involved. When Parcells left the Patriots to go to the Jets, there was compensation involved. Herm Edwards. I mean, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of a lot of times coaches have left from one job to another, and there was compensation involved. Um, it has happened. And the fact that Tennessee, I think, is clearly going to be making a coaching change, and you have the perfect quarterback there for this guy's system, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Now, if he, if he really wants that and he really wants out, then Jeff's in a position where he can demand real compensation. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people remember what, happened, what they got for John Gruden. What, it was two first-round draft mm-hmm. choices and, and a two. So you're in a position where you can ask for that. I mean, that's, that precedent is out there. So could that happen? I think, it's, I think it's a remote possibility, but the fact is it is a possibility. But the fact is if the, if, if the Eagles crash and burn and it's already underway, then you mentioned Chip Kelly, Chip's not going to fire, uh, Jeffrey Lurie's not going to fire him and pay him to go away mm-hmm. because then he can go take any job he wants. So he still has him under contract. Yes. And therefore, and the college jobs are all gone, the good ones. So right. Chip's really uh, up, against the ro- up against the wall, so to speak. That's where Lurie gets the power. But he's never going to go back to Howie Roseman at the other end of the building and say, hey, Howie, we made a mistake. You're back in power with Chip still here. He can't pull that, right? I No, I don't think so. And the thing that people always have to keep in mind is, you know, Jeffrey has owned this team longer than any, anyone else has ever owned this team. He's owned it longer than Leonard Toes. He's owned more, more than Brayman, Wallman. I mean, I've been through all of the owners, and nobody's, and nobody's owned this team as long as Jeff has. And I think his pattern of doing business is pretty well established. That is, he's not a quick-trigger guy. You know, he will, he will stay with somebody even beyond the point of where most people say, time for a change. No, no, let's give him another year. That's Jeffrey's, that's Jeffrey's way of doing business. Yeah, he's so, the anti-Jerry Jones. I mean, he does, he's, not a head, he's not a micromanager. Oh, he doesn't think he knows more than his people. The opposite. I mean, he's... You know, he really is, I hire good people and I let them do their job. I'm not, I'm, I'm not hands-on. Um, and so that's why I think that in his heart of hearts right now, as disappointed as he is, as everyone is, uh, I think his full intention is, look, I believe in Chip Kelly. I brought him here for a reason. I think he's, listen, here's a guy, remember when he hired him, he said that he was going to, he was going to be Bill Walsh. He was going to be this generation's Bill Walsh. I think this year has been a bitter disappointment. But I don't think it. I, I don't see Jeffrey as the kind of guy that's going to pull the plug and move on. Joe, you have any questions for Ray? No, I just I had the, I had the feeling, early, you know, uh, through maybe a quarter of the season, that it wasn't so much. Uh, it seemed like the, the chip was losing the locker room, but that he was kind of. It seemed like to me he had checked out. Like emotionally, he didn't seem as emotionally invested in this team as he was last season. And I always linked it back to the fact that, you know, he might have put all his eggs in one basket with the with Mariota, and when that didn't pan out, he did go for Bradford, but it just seems like he didn't get the exact... Chip seems like the kind of guy that the perfect scenario has to be there for him. 
mm. or else he's just not, you know, satisfied. And I just, it, to me, it just doesn't seem emotionally invested as he was last season uh, or the last couple of years as he is this year. And it could just be a product of the way things have gone. But what do you think about that? I think he's, um, I don't know if he's if being more detached. I think he's, I think he's a fairly distant kind of guy anyway. To begin with. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the way I read him. Uh-huh. I mean, he doesn't let anybody close to him. Uh-huh. He keeps the only people that he really interacts with are his circle of coaches. Uh-huh. Um, he's, I've never, I've, I have never seen a coach. I've never seen a coach that's more disengaged from his players during the game than Chip is. Mm. I mean, you never, and Lord knows on Thursday we had a million cutaways of him on the sidelines. Mm. You never see him talking to a player. I've never, I've never seen another head coach that has so little interaction with his players during the game. I mean, he's always just sort of standing there looking out on the field, but you never see him. I mean, there's so many times, even people don't regard Andy as being a particularly hands-on, motivational kind of guy. But during the game, I mean, you saw Andy would, always, would be talking to McNabb or he'd be going back to talk to the offensive lineman or he'd have some kind of co- running conversation with his guys during the game. I mean, he was into it and he was calling the plays, but he also engaged with his players. Chip almost never talks to a player during the game. I mean, he has, he has a management style and a coaching style that's unlike anything I've seen. And it, and, it, and, it goes to, and it goes to the whole thing. The issue that came up this week that Malcolm Jenkins brought mm-hmm. up about the way we run our practices. I have to tell you, when I first watched Chip's practices, when he first took the job, the thing everybody else talked about was, oh, the music, the music's blaring and all that. Okay, and I had never heard that before. That was new to me, too. But what stood out to me was this team doesn't make any corrections on the practice field. I mean, they'd be lining up and, and guys would be jumping off sides or guys would be running wrong patterns or there'd be a drop ball handoff. And it was just, okay, line, run the next play. Let's run the next play. Let's run the next play. And... And I, under, I, mean, I understood, but I, I asked the coach later, so what, what is this? Nobody's correcting anything. There's obvious mistakes, and nobody's correcting anything. Well, no, we want to keep moving at this the pace because yeah. this is the way we're going to play. But, yeah, it, but you're, you're screwing up, you know. <laughs> if there's guys who are doing things wrong, shouldn't they be told? Every football, and, you know, you've been out, you went to the Dick Vermeule practices, same Absolutely. as I did, and you always knew that every time somebody made a mistake, somebody would blow a whistle and say, no, 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 that's not what we want. Come on, come on. You've got to do this. You've got to line up here. You've got to take your block. You've got to go that way. The back's got to pick this up. Okay, now let's run it again. And then you run it again until you got it right, and then you moved on to the next thing. With Chip, I mean, they don't do that. There's no corrections. And I, I really do think it's one of the reasons why they are, you know, f- for all this high-techy kind of stuff, they're a very sloppy team. No, they make a lot of stupid mistakes. And I sometimes think the football player's mentality is that they're conditioned from the time of high school all through college that all corrections are done on the spot. Do you understand it? Okay, now, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. All right, I'll run it, I'll run it. Now I got it. Well, okay, now like we can a, move. You need that muscle memory just to kind yeah. of do it over and over yeah. and over again until you get it right. But Chip's the thing is he always talks about, he doesn't talk about practice as just a matter of execution. He talks about it as conditioning. that They're going to keep moving at this pace, so that's the pace they're going to play. But to me, that isn't nearly as important as executing well. Right. Uh-huh. And after games, when you talk about the fact that, well, geez, we, it was, you know, we lost this game because of poor execution. Hey, coach. You know, maybe if you pra- maybe if you you know did a better job on the practice field, maybe your execution would be better on Sunday. I got to ask you about another situation that's really bizarre. Mike Patton, a local college grade. I mean, his dad was a great coach, and he's in Cleveland. That's a disaster. I mean, Cleveland probably is the worst franchise in the NFL. I know I'm talking about the Raiders. They seem to have turned it around with a couple of good drafts and have their quarterback now. But Cleveland's a disaster area. What's your take on the whole Manziel being punished because obviously he was out <laughs> drinking on a bye week? 
had posted pictures. He went to rehab last year. But now you, you tell him you're the third-string quarterback, you're not starting the rest of the year, and then your starting quarterback, Josh McCown, gets hurt. Austin, uh, Austin Rivers, whatever his name is, Austin Davis. Davis, is pretty decent. You bring in Terrell Pryor. And, and you're not going to look at this guy the rest of the year? Why wouldn't you play him the rest of the year with nothing at stake other than trying to determine whether or not you're going to keep him around or at least get some value for him from somebody else looking for a potential quarterback? Manziel, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, they're, they couldn't be handling this worse. They're accomplishing nothing. You know, it, you either, if you're, if you're really fed up with him, and obviously what he did was a pretty egregious offense, given his history and then compounding it with the lie, if you really reach the point where you want to make then, then just cut him. But don't keep him around and then bring these other guys in. I, I mean, to me, that makes no sense. If I'm a player on the team, if I'm one of the Browns, what I would, what I would be thinking is, you wouldn't be saying this, but what I'd be thinking is, look, we're not going anywhere. We got this many games left. Let's just see if this guy can play. Exactly. Let's just, let's just put him out there and see if he can play. And if he can't, if, we, if it's clear he can't play, then, okay, we've answered at least one question that we're going to have to face in the offseason about whether do we need to go get a quarterback. But just putting him off to the side, and you think you're punishing him and sending a message? I think you're way past that point with him. I think the, the bigger question is finding out whether he's a viable NFL player, and you're certainly not going to do that by not putting him on the field. I, it's, it's so funny because in the days leading up to the draft when he was selected, I sat in on a lot of different personnel type of pre-draft kinds of things, mock drafts and stuff. And there was so much of a split of opinion on Johnny Manziel. I mean, there are a lot of guys in, in these rooms who were veteran NFL guys who, who believed in Manziel, who really thought, no, this guy, is, this guy can play. This guy's special. He's got a special kind of it factor. And then there were just as many guys on the other side that said, he's going to be a disaster. Whoever drafts him is going to regret it. He's never going to play in the league. I, I, I've been through this many times, and I've never seen a guy where he's so totally polarized the personnel departments. Um, I, was, I was of opinion, having seen him play a lot at A&M, I thought he had a very special competitive instinct on the field that, that was rare. Um, I, and when I was talking about his physical ability, his skill set, I know he's got certain size issues, but in, to compare him to players I had seen before, I thought he was... He's better than Jeff Garcia. To me, he was better than Flutie. Uh, you mean coming it, out of college? Yes. Yeah. He had a stronger arm. People think he's a, people think he's got a weak arm. He does not. He has a stronger arm than either of those guys. But to overcome the physical limitations, you have to have an incredible dedication to your craft. I mean, that's how Garcia played as long mm -hmm. as he did. Was Garcia was incredibly dedicated to the game of football. You know, first guy. I mean, he was literally the first guy in the building, the last guy to leave watching tape, preparing himself, staying in shape, all that stuff, which allowed him to be a, a really good player for a long time. I mean, Manziel's physically a better player than Garcia, but he doesn't have one-tenth the dedication. So I thought if Manziel had that to go along with the other part, that he could succeed. But if he remains as undisciplined in his personal life, then he'll never achieve it. Great, Jedinger. Now, I've talked everybody knows what you've done in your life. But now you're writing. A, are you writing a movie? Now you did. You did. You've done plays, right? I've written one play. And now you got another one coming up, right? No, it's it's the same play. It's the same play. We did um, uh, we did a reading of it last year, which is how things work with plays. You write a you write a script, and then they have um, they have what are called a reading, which is literally that you have the actors on the stage with the script in their hand, 
and you have a live audience, and you do it, and then you see how the audience reacts. And that's how the theater company then decides if the audience likes it, oh, maybe we'll go ahead and we'll do it as a real play. We'll invest in it and make it as a real play. If the reading, that they do the reading and the audience just sits there and, eh, nobody cares, okay, then thank you very much, next. You know. So we did the reading with the play in May at the Plays and Players Theater right here on Delancey Place. Uh, and the reading went really, really well. And so the theater company has decided that they would like to stage the play this coming year, 2016. So we're now in the process of, I didn't, I'm now learning things about theater that I didn't know before, uh, is that we now have to find sponsorship. We have to find people that will help uh, give us the seed money to get the thing off the ground. But it's a, it's a play about Tommy McDonald and I and our relationship going back to the, the days at Eagles training camp up at Hershey when I was a little eight-year-old kid carrying Tommy McDonald's helmet to the practice field. And then how later on in life when I became a sports writer, I kind of get involved in the campaign to try and get him to where he always wanted to go, which was the Hall of Fame. And then when he finally got elected, he asked me to be his presenter. So it's kind of one of those life full circle things where I go from being the little kid chasing after him and Hershey to being the guy who gives him the present presentation speech in Canada. How big of a cast is it? Just three people. The cast is just three people. There's a guy playing Tommy. There's a guy playing the adult me. And then there's a, a kid who plays the young me. Uh, and part of the play is, is the dialogue between the adult me and the young me, uh, where I'm sort of the, the professional, dispassionate, don't get, don't get emotionally involved in this. And the kid is the kid from Hershey who's, who still is caught up in the hero worship and the right. romance. And, uh, it, it really was, it really was cool. The reading was great. And the best part about it was that Tommy and his family actually came. And I told Tommy about it, and he and his wife and their son and daughter and their uh, and their kids came, and they were all sitting in the front row. And Tommy was uh, it was really cool because when he came in the theater, the people recognized him and gave him a standing ovation when he walked in. He was a great guy. I've been what a great player. Now, for you, you've written books before. How much of a different? What is the different experience for you writing a play versus a book? It was completely different. I I worked at NFL Films for twelve years. So uh, I, I had written for television. I had written for the screen, which was different than writing for print. I mean, I didn't realize how different that was until I did it. And then so I did that for 12 years. But a play was totally different, too, because a play, you're writing dialogue. You're writing, for, you're writing dialogue for characters. And even though it was a part of my life that I lived, and I, I remembered all the conversations that Tommy and I had had over the years, a lot of it was just reconstructing that. But part of it is just the idea of, moving from scene to scene and how you transition from this part of the story to the next. It was extremely challenging. I mean, it took me a, a full year to write it. I mean, it really, was, it really was a full year's project. And even when it was done, I mean, I didn't know if it was any good or not. I mean, yeah. I took it to real theater people, and I said, here, take a look at this and tell me what you think. And they said, well, let's do a reading and see how it goes. So It must be such a great experience to hear the voices inside your head for so long and then suddenly hearing it up on stage. It was. That was... That was yeah, that was very exciting. And I was, I've never been more nervous in my life than I was that night before the reading, knowing that this was going to be presented to. And actually, the theater was full. I mean, the theater was full. And having no idea if it was going to go over, if it was going to fail, and, and having no control over it at that point. It was, in, it was in the hands of the actors and the response of the audience. And all I could do was just stand in the very back of the theater and just chew my fingernails. But it was... I. I deliberately put a laugh line in early. I had like the sixth or seventh line of dialogue was a line that was meant to get a laugh. And that was kind of a nice, and I'm just kind of thinking, okay, 
here we go. And if, it, if that got a laugh, I kind of knew, okay, now we're okay. That, that was kind of going to get you over the hump, and it did. And then I kind of relaxed and sat back and enjoyed it. Well, right. So what's the next step for this? The next step with it is, is, the, is the fundraising, is the attempt to try and uh, get people that will invest in it and put some money behind it and, uh, and allow it to actually come to life. Can we take up a collection in the audience tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, for anybody that ever saw the movie The Producers, you understand, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the Max Bialystok stage now of uh, plunging myself into little old lady land and looking for people that will donate to the play. Well, Ray could have a chance to play Win Your Money and he can find yeah, his whole exactly. thing right here tonight. I, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad thought. Well, we play, the, we, we have a contest there where people put <laughs> dollar in and they get a ticket so it's, it's like a 50 50 raffle except they keep it all and it's their own money mm -hmm. so they spin a wheel if they get it they get all the money in the in the pot did you put a dollar in ready we could spin and maybe you can get a couple hundred bucks out of it i'm not by nature a lucky <laughs> not, neither am I. that's why we let people win their money not my money mm -hmm. but anyway it's always great to see you right i know you got the book signed. i know the uh, encyclopedia was out last year right the encyclopedia came the second edition of eagles encyclopedia came out last year uh, and but you're still out uh, doing a lot of signings and book and go to different. Yeah, there's a lot there's of, still some bookstores around, which is good. Yeah, and <laughs> Amazon, obviously. The book has sold really well. And it's, uh, you know, I, well, you're from here. I mean, I, the, the feeling that the people of this city have for this football team is, it's, it's remarkable. It, it really is. And, and the love they have for this team and the, and the patience they have with this team. And, um, it's, it's, it's just amazing to me. That, uh, that people, I mean, I know they're disappointed and I know they're unhappy and we hear them on the radio all the time calling up and they get angry and they get exasperated and everything. But the thing is, they just hang in there with them, you know. And, and I think the way that the, and I've been traveling all over the NFL in my 40 years and I've seen all kinds of fan bases and people in Pittsburgh are great and Green Bay is kind of its own entity because there's nothing else there. But I really do think that there's the connection between this football team and this city is unique. I've never seen anything like it. And, uh, and the way people have responded to every kind of project that I've been involved with involving the Eagles has been, has been amazing. And I, I, I just really hope, I really, really hope that in my lifetime I see this team win a Super Bowl. I, I, that is a party that I want to attend when they, yes. when they finally win a Super Bowl. I, I want to be there for that one. I agree. I mean, same here. I mean, I saw the 60 championship game as a little kid. You obviously were young then, too. And so we saw that, but people don't count those in the Super Bowl era, especially Cowboy fans and Giant fans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That is that. That is just so unfair. I mean, when people, whenever I travel around the country and people talk about Philadelphia fans, they always, oh, you people, you're so negative and you're so impatient. I say, impatient? <laughs> Come on. 1960, the last time. And when you think about the NFC East, you think about mm. this, the history of this division. It's lousy now, but the, the history of this division and the rivalries that exist within this division, and you think that, you know, the, all the Super Bowls that the Giants have won have won four. The Cowboys have won five. The Redskins have won three. The Eagles haven't won any. Uh -huh. So don't tell me about the people here that are impatient. <laughs> when, when everybody else in this division has a full trophy case and you're still waiting for number one. Mm -hmm. No, if people, if people here get angry and they get frustrated, I fully understand it because I feel the same way. Well, we've been to both of the ones that they've lost, and certainly they've had opportunities. I think the Randall era and McNabb, those two guys, I think, of all the quarterbacks and teams that have played here, even though even though uh, the Jaworski Vermeil team was favored in that Super Bowl in New Orleans back in '81, I think Randall Cunningham and and Donovan McNabb of all the quarterbacks, those two guys should have at least tasted this. I think those two guys had the most capability of winning a Super Bowl. Do you agree? Or at least had teams around them, with some exceptions of Buddy Ryan not caring much about enough about the offense, 
but you look at that, he was the ultimate weapon, Randall Cunningham. The fact that he revolutionized the position in that, that they never even tasted a playoff win, let alone a Super Bowl. It's that's amazing. the thing that people, when you say that to people, they say, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, no, it is. They never won a playoff game under Buddy. Not that they didn't get the Super Bowl. They never won a playoff game. I mean, they lost the first year to the Bears. You know, that, that's funny. The, the one they lost, the, right? the, the, yeah. the Fog Bowl game with the Bears was probably their best chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they came back the next year and they lost to the Rams. And, and then the next year they lost again at home to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. But when you look back on it, and you talk to those players today. Keith like, Jackson especially. You talk to those players today, you know, buyers. I see Seth Joyner at Comcast all the time. And you talk about that time and they say, you know, our best team was that first one. Yep. Our best shot was that year in Chicago. And they, to this day, they feel like if the fog hadn't come in, that they, that they would have won that game. They really believe that. But that was... Boy, they had a great defense. They had a great defense. The only thing is, and you alluded to it, Buddy never cared about the offense. He just, I have this great playmaking quarterback. He'll pull a couple plays out of his butt, and the defense will, and the defense will do the rest. And that was Buddy's idea of coaching. And ultimately, it got you 10 wins every year. It got you in the playoffs every year. But you need to be a complete team to win a championship. And Buddy never quite got that. Well, Ray, you're a champion guy. I go back to the bulletin days, the evening bulletin when you were there. And I was just a young punk reporter in town as well. It's great to see you. You were never well. a young punk reporter. Well, yeah, I, I was, actually. Ray, it's, it's always great. Thank you so much for coming out here. We really appreciate it. Ray, Ray Dittinger, everybody. Let's My hear. pleasure, Tony. And let me know about the fundraising, and we'll do what we can to help you. We'll put I it on our Twitter that. and on our face. Because I know you don't like. You don't even have a cell phone, right? I do not. He doesn't true. even have a cell phone. That's the way I want to be. Smart. I want to have no Twitter, no cell phone, no nothing. Saving a couple hundred a month. <laughs> Ray, thanks so much for coming My out. My pleasure, Tony. There he is, Ray Thank Dittinger, you. everybody. One more time. Love guys like that. You want to talk about legendary people in the city? That's one of them right there. Well, of course, we have to play NFL films, right? right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Ray Autumn Wind was a pirate. <laughs> Blustering in. No, no, that's a different one. That was John Facenda did the original Autumn the Wind as a pirate. Remember that? The voice of God. John Facenda, who knew nothing about sports. Right. You know that whole story, right? John Facenda, for those of you older, was the newsman on Channel 10, WCAU, mm-hmm. which was CBS back then. Now it's NBC. Mm-hmm. And he, they brought him into NFL Films in Jersey and said, hey, mm-hmm. we like your voice. Read the script. And he would read these things, and he became yep. the voice of God. The and we had man. Harry after him. Actually, and then Harry Callis. NFL. Yes, it's DraftKings. Yes. DraftKings, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody play fa- everybody plays fantasy. I'm the only sure. person that doesn't play fantasy <laughs> football. You don't play it? Some people play. A lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on, and every week you can become very wealthy, and people right. do it. But you got to play to win, and you can get money every single week. One day fantasy is the big thing. They're trying to stop it. There are a lot of people against it, but in the meantime, it's going strong. You can play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Your guys get hurt, they get thrown out, they shut down. You go out and get new guys. It's like right. the Sixers do with their exactly, players. Exactly. Yeah. Now your players think they'll get new guys next pack. week. Right. And there's a lot of money up for grabs too. That's mm-hmm. another reason they don't just do it for pride anymore. They do it because you can win money. Rivalries. It's not fantasy as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Here's what you got to do. Go to DraftKings.com right now. Turn your love of football into a nice payday. Use promo code BRUNO, B-R-U-N-O. You play for free with your first deposit in Sunday's million-dollar fantasy football contest. First place takes home a hundred grand. Enter BRUNO right now for free entry. Only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. So now we are going to go to a... A short, short intermission. Short intermission. It's five minutes long. 
It's exactly five minutes long. We have a clock on it. Because we have a clock on it. Anybody leaves, we will track you down. You start blinking the lights to, like a If you need to use the restroom, we have some that are through the hallway there and out in the lobby as well. And. <laughs> no, we do not have the New England Patriots yeah. clock or, or the Andy Reid clock. Either, yeah. Or the New York Jets play clock, right. or anybody else who doesn't know how to keep track of plays. But we'll come back. We're going to spin the wheel. Everybody who's got money in, we're going to play the win your money game. Correct. And we're going to give out those tickets to somebody who wants to go see Land, uh, Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. on Thursday night at Sellersville at the uh, Sellersville Theater and go backstage and meet the guy. That's all coming up here on the Podcast One Tony Bruno Show. And now, on with the show. Now, back to the Tony Bruno Show, the podcast. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I should play a little music there and behind there, don't you think? All right, let me play. I got to play it. I'll play a little Andy Griffith while I plug in. That came back really quickly. Does that seem like five minutes? It was, uh... Uh, yeah, it's just, no, I know it's exactly five minutes. The podcast continues. Uh, Tony Bruno and the whole gang here live at CSZ Philadelphia Comedy Sports. Right across the street, of course, Helium Comedy Club. All the big comics come here. Just had uh, our buddy, uh, what was his Dom name? Don Moraria. Everybody comes by. And guy was in town for the entire weekend. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not Sunday. He doesn't work on Sundays. You saw him on, you saw him on 30 Rock. And you see him all over the place. He's been on every show, even this one now. He's going to pop on with us for a couple of minutes because he's across the street over at, uh, over at Helium going on in a couple of minutes. So we're going to get him in here. You may have seen him. He's the world champion. Not, uh, not former Philly great Chase Utley world champion. He's the world champion at everything. Judah Friedlander is here popping in tonight. Give him a round of applause. You know the world bleeping champion though. That's what Chase Utley said when the Phillies won the World Series in two A. Did you steal that from him? No, you know, but he's been texting me for years. He's a good guy. <laughs> and I've given him a lot of pointers over the years. Baseball is my main game. So is there, I thought you were soccer was your main well, game. Well, that's but but as far as athletically, I'd say baseball I'm the best. Are you really? Because yeah. you're a world champion, because I've seen you interviewed and well, people always say world champion at what? Of the world, you know. World champion. Not, not math or reading. Those are math and reading are my only three weaknesses. I don't know if anyone's good at math. Those Tony's are, horrible at math, those, so you guys are. Yeah, those are the only areas I'm not good. You know, reading that's why I'm a little pissed off about bowling. Too much math involved in that. Sport, You're right, but now you they know? do it electronically, so you don't have to keep score anymore. Things have changed. Yeah, and I, and I use the rubber bump. You use the uh, the bumpers too, so you don't have yeah. to get you know. Oh, I don't balls. use those. I don't you know. Now, I saw you on, like, Fox Sports 1. You're a big soccer guy, too, Yeah, right? soccer and ping pong are my two main sports. <laughs> it's true. I, uh, I have a couple friends on the Olympic team. They're both with balls, you know? Yeah. No, but I actually saw you I, dribbling a ball, yeah, and you yeah. kicked it up in the air, and you caught Got it on, it on the my back neck. Of your neck. Yeah, that was that fun. That was live, impressive. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. There yeah. are people who play soccer that can't do that. It's true, you know? Did you Have you heard of Pele? I've heard of him, yes. Yeah, I remember dad. when He's soccer was huge back in the 80s with the Cosmos, remember? Yeah, he That's played That's when for the soccer Cosmos. was supposed to be big in this country. Mm -hmm. And then it's like hockey, the Olympic gold medal, and hockey is big in Philly and some other cities, but traditionally it's still not, you know, a super popular sport. Yeah, right? it's getting bigger though, you know. I uh, No, you're yeah, a good I'm hockey player too, right? I'm banned though. I uh, last time I played I uh 
I skated too fast. Uh, the rink melted and the team drowned. <laughs> you know, a lot of sports they can't do. You know, just too athletically superior. I guess. Now, 30 Rock, that had to be fun, right, doing that show? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm glad Tina Fey got the chance to work with me. And, you know, she's a local Philly area girl, too. Great girl. Great girl. Yeah, yeah she no, is. For real, that, that was a really good experience doing that show. No joke. But you're, you're mostly a comic though, right? Would you call yourself, a, a, other than a world champion, what would you, how would you describe what you are? I would say sex symbol first. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I totally tied, get that. tied I with get athlete. That. And then above that, comedian. And then, uh, also tied with that, uh, author? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. And then I'd say also tied author. Yeah. Financial advisor, do you, you don't, no, no, no math not, is bad. That right? I'm not good at. Yeah. Good question, but incorrect. Now, you have a new book um, out called uh, If the Raindrops United. Yeah, that's the, a book of drawings and cartoons I did. So That's how it sounds deep, though. If the raindrops united. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, what would happen? Well, that's actually the drawing that's on the cover of the book, and it's this giant raindrop that's about 20 city blocks in diameter. It's about to wipe out a whole city. So <laughs> it shows you that if all those little raindrops, and just even just a 10-minute drizzle, got together, put aside their differences, and united, the power they could have. Wow, that's deep. I don't so, know if I can handle that kind of deep thinking. Yeah, there's a, but a lot of it's comedy. And then a lot of it is like dark satire dealing with uh, serious issues, whether it's gentrification, classism, racism, all kinds of stuff. So it is deep then. It's not just mm -hmm. comedy. Yeah. But there's comedy involved in the book, right? It's, yeah, it's Actually, that's comedy. a great way to talk about deep issues is through comedy, though. I mean, there's a lot of topics that yeah. comics take Yeah. Well, on. actually, you know, that's a good point. When it comes to comedy, I, I, I never go for the easy joke. I always like finding comedy in dark places. So, you know, a lot of my stand-up act is dark and twisted. And so when I talk about big issues, uh, you know, I like going to places that are where people are uncomfortable, you know, and uh, finding laughter out of it. Yeah. You're on a tour now. You're going like, because you're doing, because yeah. most comics don't do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday when they go to yeah. the city, right? They well, just do a well, couple nights. Well, I'm also homeless. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so if I add an I'm extra night, th then, you know, I get an extra hotel. <laughs> and so it's, you know, Smart man. Yeah. You so, might not be good at math and uh, reading, but. Yeah. It's good. not easy being an international superstar comedian and homeless. You know, but, that's, I've never heard that combination. But I, I like to bring those issues out to the public. Yeah. So now I have a question for you. So mm -hmm. you're talking about all these deep issues. Mm -hmm. A lot of comics come from very dark places themselves. Mm -hmm. Is that true in your case as well? Yep. I'm actually from the outer reaches of your mind. <laughs> 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 and I'm talking to everyone listening. Exactly right. On podcast. All you people listening, that's where I'm from. Dark, scary places you're afraid to acknowledge that exist. Now you have a cart, you're doing cartoons too, voiceover stuff, right? Yeah. Well, uh, if anyone likes the family guy, that show. I think um, a lot of people like that show. Yeah, if you like that. The guys, <laughs> um, one of the guys who's been a long-time writer and producer for them, uh, Mark Henteman, he created a new show. It's called Border Town, and Seth MacFarlane is also the exec producer on it. Hank Azaria is the oh, lead we're on it. We were just talking how great he is. He yeah, can do anything. No, he's really good at voices. And uh, Alex Borstein does a voice also, and I'm a, uh, I do a, I'm a regular on the show, not it's a cartoon, so you don't see me on it, but you hear my voice on it. Uh, that starts Sunday, 9.30 on Fox. 
uh, January 3rd. Oh, it's called so, Border Town? Border Town, yeah. It's about a, uh, a white American family living right next to a Mexican-American family, and they live right on the border of California and Mexico. It's a fictitious town called Mexifornia. Mexifornia. And uh, the Hank Azaria kind of plays like an Archie Bunker type of guy uh, who's a, a border agent, and he makes less money than the Mexican guy who lives across the street from him, who lives next door to him, I should say, who owns his own lawn mowing company business. So, so he's always getting pissed off. So it's on after The Simpsons then, right? Or what's uh, the, the Family Guy? The Simpsons are on at eight, I, I right? think it's after Family Guy. After Family on. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing the whole animation block on Simpsons. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, I've seen little bits of it and it looks really good. So fingers crossed it will be and hopefully people will like it. So how many episodes are you in then? Are you in out every All 13. Week? Yeah, we did 13 episodes. Uh, and so I guess if people watch it, they'll definitely air all 13. And if enough watch it, they'll make more. I play Sanford. I'm like the really dumb, kind of drugged out, drunk, inebriated son who still lives at home. Yeah. The, does now does the cartoon? So it's basically just like me, except I have a home. I'm not homeless. <laughs> now did they did they draw the cartoon to look like your like you in real no, life? No, I, I. But it's weird. The, my the the character I play still wears a hat and glasses, but yeah, it does. But no it actually it actually looks like kind of like Kid Rock. The, really? uh, the character I play, yeah. I think on YouTube or I think there's some official trailers up online now. If you just Google Border Town, one word, Border Town. Border Town. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to it because Fox, I mean, yeah. you talk about they call it animation domination. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I know yeah. that there's Adult Swim and there's some other stuff on Comedy yeah. Central and stuff, but yeah. Fox, as far as major networks, cranking yeah. out amazing uh, uh, animation stuff. It's yeah. unbelievable. I only go with the best. Exactly. That's yeah. why you're here, right? Yeah, exactly. And Helium all week. Tonight, yeah. one show, right? And then tomorrow, yeah. you're doing one on... One show tomorrow, and then two, two Friday, Friday, two Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And then you just go from city to city and do And this. then Sunday, uh, you know, if anyone has a place to stay, just uh, <laughs> hit me up on uh, Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Judah World Champ. J at Judah World Champ. Yeah, J-U-D-A-H World Champ. World Champ. Yeah. Now, do you have that copyrighted? Can, can somebody else call himself the World Champ? No, they can't. Because I'll kill them. We don't have a soccer ball. I wanted I wanted to bring a soccer ball. I wanted to see you do that. Oh, okay. Well, do we have a soccer ball? No, no we don't. No, think so. We don't. I, have, I think I have a couple clips on my Instagram. Yes. All right, we'll it's, check it out. It's impressive. But, but yeah, I have a ping pong clip on my Instagram, too. Yeah, I will really? be playing ping pong while I'm in town here, and I might even do a thing where if anyone wants to challenge me, they'll get some tickets to the show if they can be Oh, there. beautiful. Beautiful. If you go to my Instagram, you can see me training with a... Uh, now, do you do it like like really, like really, really fast? Pick yeah, up? yeah. Now, can I'm you go all the way back and go to the back of the yeah. room and make a shot? Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Because I wouldn't look at you and say, you know what? This guy is an unbelievable athletic specimen. Well, let me tell you something. But I look at him and tell him he can live on the street, though. I tell you, <laughs> that <was for> sure. <laughs> One of the keys hey, to now. being a great athlete is deception. Exactly. Yes. And the 76ers have been deceiving people for the last couple of years. So. Yep, and they're doing a really good job this year. <laughs> now, you missed the Kobe Bryant the Sixer big game, the win last night. That's right. That's you right. did, right? So you're, you're not an NBA guy, or you, did you play basketball? It's okay. You know, it's a... I'm just not impressed with it, really. Yeah. Well, I, I am so sorry that Judah actually has to cut I, it short. Because I know. He, he's got to go do a show. Literally, they're, they're running a little bit late over there, so he's able to stop by yeah. on his way into there. So. Yeah. Well, we'll listen for you on Fox, and we'll, we'll yeah. check your book out and check you on And this Instagram. was a lot of fun hanging out with you and everyone here in the studio audience. I think this is a really cool setup. Man. Thank this you very much. Awesome. We like the Black Box Theater. We like Yeah. That. There's a lot of winners here tonight. Thank you. Good to no see. losers on this show. No, Never. all winners.
Thank yeah. you, sir. Judy Freelander, so ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Catch him out at Helium Thank Comedy you, Club and on Fox on yeah. Borders House. Coming up starting on Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah. Good stuff, man. That's what I want to be. I want to be cool like you. Yeah. Just lay back and up. That's why I want my hair to grow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting bald on top. You're getting there. And then I'd wear a baseball cap. Right. And then my hair would be all long. Right. right? I feel like Forrest Gump. And then I, I would don't be, think I, your hair would be all curly. No, I wouldn't yeah, be I curly. Yeah, I would curl. I would go get a perm, though. Yeah, that's to a To make idea. it curly. Yeah. Because I, I, I naturally straight hair. Do people yeah, still could. get perms? I don't know. Do they still get perms? They probably don't even call them that. I don't even know what they call them anymore. I don't know what they call them. Who? Yeah, yeah. Is that that's a right, or is that a little bad piece? <laughs> I never could tell with Rand Paul. Yeah, I can't tell with him either. Or if that's, if that's real hair. You know, we got to go. Speaking of pieces, we got to go to our next uh, Tony Bruno show recorded voicemail. Yeah. Ah. Right? We have another that. one from our good buddy Joe. Yes. Lou and Jay Rock. Yes. On Twitter, Correct. if you follow him. His questions have become a regular on this program. He is a yes. regular now. He's, He's like the Jose of voicemails. He's slightly irregular, <laughs> but he always asks a pertinent question. And you can call the phone. I don't even know what the phone number is anymore. 484. Uh-huh, 484. Yeah, 484-483-MYTB. You have it up on your Twitter, too. You have it up on your Twitter header there. Yeah, go to the website and you'll find this. So you can call this phone 24 hours a day. Right. Something comes to your mind. You're like, I've got a message for Tony Bruno, and they're going to talk about it on the podcast. I always wake up and say it. They're going to play it on the show, and we're going to play it right now. Let's go to the latest. Ruin J. Ruff, Joe Ruffino, voicemail. Hello, guys. Hi, Robin. Special edition of F. Mary Kill for our good friend Luigi. Tonight's options are Betty White, Flow from Progressive, and the Cankle Queen, Hillary Rodham Clinton. I'll hang up and listen. All right, so <laughs> F, uh, and people know this game, right? I never really played it, but it's becoming popular. Kids love it. F. Mary Kill. Yes. So he gave us the three choices, and let me show you once again. Flo from Progressive, you've all seen her, right? Flo from Progressive. We know her, we love her. Exactly. She's actually a stand-up comedian. You know? oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's yeah. great. I know and did. then Hillary Clinton, as he called her, the, uh, what did he call her? The mechanical... The uh, cankle, cankle queen. Cankle queen. Oh, I thought you called her mechanical queen. No, no, no. no. The cankle queen, cankle Hillary Clinton. Queen. And then, of course, Betty White. Nice. Who's with Bill Clinton, <laughs> who probably has uh, hooked yeah. up with her, even though he's probably not sleeping with Hillary much these days. That's just a or guess. Any days, yeah. So, all right, Luigi, this is all yours. It's your birthday. <laughs> so you have to play Thank you, Jeff. F, marry, kill. Who would you marry, kill, or sleep with in the term F? Because we don't use that on this show. Right. It's a family pitch. show. Yeah. So here we go. I think this is pretty easy. And I think yeah, I think it's agree. pretty simple. I'm gonna so do here's every- the three choices again. Tell him, uh, give me what you, who would you do, what to what. All right. Well, I'm going to do everyone a favor and kill Hillary. <laughs> kill Hillary. Right. Okay. So I'm going to bury that broad. <laughs> and, uh, now, this isn't a political thing. This is just right. a sheer hypothetical. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's totally hypothetical. Okay. Unless I had a weapon in my hand, then it'd be totally realistic. <laughs> um, I'm actually, you know what? You know, last time somebody made fun of Hillary at a comedy club, yeah, they, came they got phone calls yeah. from Hillary. Remember, remember, the men in black are going to come last week. Yeah. Don't what worry. happened last week with Dom Herrera? He was talking about You think yeah. I'm afraid of the man in the black pajamas? Because I'm not. Hey. <laughs> I Don't worry. I will tell everybody I don't know your phone number. That's right. fine. You can give right. it to them. They don't know it anyway. You kill Hillary. <laughs> I'm killing Hillary. Who would you marry then? Oh, I, I, I'd marry Betty White. Yeah, that's good. Sure. I could see myself, you know, relaxing with her. She's 93, God bless her. She's got some coin. By the way, plants of Bokino. Absolutely. Little Mahjong, little high stakes Mahjong. Yeah. She's a national treasure, Betty, right? Absolutely. I mean, this woman's 93 and she's as 
The last surviving Golden Girl. It's my future wife, so watch what you say. She's slowing down, but her mind is not. But she was younger. And then uh, she was. She was very pretty. And then, of course, you would. Yeah, I, I actually think, I think, yeah, I think she's a freak in the sheets, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah. We don't need you to go into all those details. Plus, you'd have coverage, so it'll be... You know, and you get coverage. Yeah, so it's good. Exactly. Yeah, I could buy my home and auto, and I'm good bed. to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been the easiest edition ever. Yeah, and that was kind of a layup. FNK. the ones that I was given. Right. Mine were, like, impossible. What was yeah, your you last one? Yeah, you no, she got Chloe and uh, Chloe no, no, Kardashian. The first one was the the Chloe, Chloe Kardashian, and, uh, Caitlyn, and, and, uh, and Carly Fiorina. Carly Fiorina. That was that was difficult. But yeah. last week I had the Michael Moore, Arnie, Arnie Lang, Lang, and, and the uh, comedian guy with the, the shirt. Guy, Bruce Valanche. Uh, <laughs> Forgot Bruce Valanche. Valanche. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That He's got good hair too, Bruce. He does. By the way, tell you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to play Win Your Money. Oh, that's right. One lucky person could cop all the cash in the box. You put the money in the box, think of it as a 50-50, except you can keep it all. All right, you know, how many people put money in the box? I got the tickets right here, yo. Oh, Joe's got the, Luigi's got the tickets up there. Everybody who played. Lovely, lovely. Natalie Aguilar brings out yeah, the wheel. Yeah, lovely yes. Natalie. Yes. We have like our own banner. I know. Yeah, you just turn her mic on now. Tell us what we have for them tonight, Natalie. Plenty of great questions. Wait, wait, your mic's not on. Oh, it's on now. It's on. Okay. Yeah, it's on. It's on? Yeah, it's on. All righty, well, I know. You hear about Natalie, by the way, on the on the WIP Morning Show with Angelo Cataldi. Yes, Tuesday morning. Every Tuesday morning. All righty, so we have a bubble gun. That's my that's my very own personal bubble gun. Oh, it's March 12th. Oh, it's your personal. I didn't know that. It's not used, though. I have a, I have the exact same one. I bought two of them. I'm putting one up on the wheel so that people can have the because same Tony fun that I do. Tony is a bubble <laughs> fanatic. You could have For a shot of our complimentary. Do not know this. Tony is a serious bubble fanatic. I am. You could have a shot of our complimentary bottle of Vladimir out there and get the bubble guts I if you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some actually, I brought that bottle of Vladimir in I saw last it week, yeah, it and somebody actually drank it all the way down. It's out. almost I gone. Yeah. I don't know if someone was down, you know, down a quarter two in their car or something right. and used it for that. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I couldn't believe it. I Did anybody end up at Pennsylvania Hospital after the show? Not I that know. I know. Check the patient list. We but we have a lot of great prizes. We got cruises on the Delaware River. We've got the great uh, moonshine. Right. One of our great, great spots. Right. Philly's opening free. day T-shirt. Yes, Philly's yes. opening day collector's item. <laughs> How many people can say that? Well, remember, you can show it for your grandkids. Yes. I was there in 2000. Even if you weren't there, you right. can pretend you were there exactly. on one of the worst seasons in Philly's history. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, the two major prizes. If you get on jackpot, you win all the money in the box, and it's well over 150 bucks. Easily. Right now, if nobody wins, then it keeps growing. We don't take any of the money out. It's all your money. We count it. I Robin posts how much is in there. And then the following week, the jackpot keeps building and building and building. Right. Somebody's going to win it. You so could win it tonight. And there's the other end of it, which is fistful of dollars. So if you land on fistful of dollars, we open the box, and then you reach in with one hand, and you grab as much money as you can. You pull it out like the claw game, and it's all yours. Yes. And there's tens and fives, not just ones in there. Right. So there's and a actually, lot of... I, 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 if, if somebody wins that, I have to run downstairs and get the key for the lock. This <laughs> is in my purse. Oh. <laughs> and you will not be ten ninety nine, by the way, if you win no, the jackpot. Great as far as we know, anyway. So, not yet. If it gets over like a thousand you get audited. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi, give us a number. All right. So here we go. Tonight's winning number is... From left to right... Four five nine zero one four. Zero one what? Yeah. Zero one. Zero one four. Who's okay, the winner? Come on up. Come 
down, man, and spin I the wheel. Come on down, I guess. It's come on down, Robin. How do you come, come on, on up down. when you're sitting on the rafter? <laughs> because, you know, I'm That's not... why you never were a game show host. Come Maybe on anything, man. It don't matter to me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's bring him up to right, Who was our contestant tonight playing spin the wheel? Your name, sir? I'm Joe. Joe, oh, another Joe. Name. There's a lot of Joe. Oh, we don't have enough here tonight. Dead horse. Uh, where are you from, John? Uh, Ardmore. Ardmore. That's up on, uh, that's Delaware County, too. You know, no, people Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> Montgomery County. All right, yeah, yeah. on the border. It's right on Township Line Road. You don't want to be, when you're right on Township County Line Road. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want you to be the other side. Delco up here on the Ardmore side. That's right. Exactly. Right across from Ardmore, what's there? Haverford, right? Haverford. Haverford's yeah. good. Yeah. And that's Delco. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which you never realize, I would think, because it's right on the main line. See, that's good local. Yeah, that's the same school as Kobe. That's where there Kobe. You go. Did yeah. you went to school? You went to school with Toby? Kobe? No, he same school. You went to the same school. Right? He you went to Lower Marion High yeah. School? Oh, beautiful. Can you that? play? Can I play basketball? Yeah. A little bit. All right. We don't care about that. We just want to see if you can spin We just want to see if you can spin the wheel. Damn wheel, all right? Are you ready to spin? Now, give it a good spin and see if you can get the jackpot. If now we have other fabulous, fabulous prizes on there. Uh, uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, oh, you got the jackpot. Did you get the jackpot? Oh, oh, how about that? And you hit the jackpot. Unbelievable. Okay, now, Robert's I, go press now I have to run downstairs and get the darn key. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, he, he can claim his prize after the show. <laughs> yeah, the money's not going, going anywhere. Yeah, you, you don't have to go down during okay. the show, Robert. Just take the container home. We'll get oh, the don't take the damn box. Leave us the box, man. I had that box built especially for this show. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's incredible. That's right. How about that? How, about, how many ch chances did you buy? Five chances. Five dollars, and he's going to take home over $150. Just a time for the holidays. That's great. That's Where beautiful. else are you going to get that kind of uh, action? Right. Well, you can get action anywhere. Well, yeah. 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 Congratulations, man. Yeah. How about that? Uh, Mel Allen were here. He yes. said, how? bitch. I wanted to see that thing grow, man. Maybe will call in again. Congratulations, man. That's great. Uh, you know, a lot of people, because every week we were here every week, and a lot of people are ordering tickets for that big December 23rd Oh, that's, that looks like it's going to be So packed. you can go online and get tickets any single Wednesday, or just right. come on out. We'll come out next week, too. I mean, We're know. coming out next week, and then, of course, we're going to be here also the December 30th, which is two nights before New Year's. So New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve, Eve. Right. And we'll have people a lot already of be getting lit up, you know, oh, to begin with. We'll have that. a lot of special surprises for those shows, too. But how yeah. about that? Yeah, Jack, I, didn't, I didn't even hear. I couldn't even see it. Yeah. So I couldn't go. I thought he had just I, missed the way everybody was The reacting. last time I was that excited, I was at Borgata hitting Jack exactly. Bond on the Wheel of Fortune slots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right right on literally, it. like yeah. he almost ended up flipping over. Did it almost go one past it? Yes. Almost. Yeah, he's right there. Almost one past. Yeah, he's right there. Wow. That's like a Bob Barker moment there. Like, that was great. I wanted to see it grow. I mean, I'm happy the guy won, but I wanted to see it grow. Yeah, yeah. I want people to see people win. It and you know there's got to be... Close to two hundred dollars in there. E easily, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but, you know, it's hard. I haven't been able to get in there, so yeah, just whatever's and it's in there. All in singles, so you're gonna be able to make it right. No, no, no. There's no, there's no, fives and tens. Yeah, right the cheerleaders. No, but a lot of singles. I mean, there yeah. are some fives and tens. But, yeah. yeah. You know. What I actually did, I have to admit, there were a bunch of tens. There were like ten tens. Right. And about six fives. Mm -hmm. So I broke those down. I kept fives and tens in there. Oh, okay. But I took like fifty dollars and put it in singles, so there'd be more singles oh, if somebody wanted go. to grab. So he's getting everything in there. That's right. We don't want, we don't want all the tens, tens and fives to get scooped up. Right. You know, exactly. you, can, you can do with that money, though. You can take that money and use it on Amazon. Exactly right. right. Amazon. Good segue. That's good. I mean, who doesn't go on Amazon? Seriously. Right. Everybody. Robin lives on Amazon. She does. Yes. She buys everything on Amazon. You know why? Because it's the greatest place to be. Not mm -hmm. just Cyber Monday. Hey, any day. Why go to the malls and everything else? Exactly. You know? I mean, you saw it. Black Friday shopping was down. Yeah, way down. Buy stuff online. Right. Now Amazon gets it to you the next day. Did you see, like, Monday they were showing the Amazon location up in New Jersey? Yes. 
the main headquarters, yeah, where there's like a thousand packages every mm -hmm. minute is going through there. It is the it. most efficient company ever run. It really ever. is. We should work for Amazon. We should, yeah. Or actually, Other no, than the Amazon cars, should yeah. sponsor us. Oh, yes, they do. Yes. Oh, there you go. Amazon's <laughs> one of our great sponsors. And we're not oh, just saying it. that because they're one of our sponsors. They help, <laughs> nah, nah. They help the show, and, and you can help the show, too, because we don't charge people to come in here. And so what you do is when you go to Amazon.com, actually go to the website, TonyBrunoShow.com, and then look for the Podcast One page. When you click on Podcast One on the Tony Bruno page, it'll show you three links to Amazon. One says Amazon UK. One says Amazon Australia, and the other one says Amazon U.S. Yes. Click on that. It'll open up to the regular Amazon page. So you're not going into some other weird place, and they're going to take your energy. You're actually shopping on Amazon. But anytime you order something, or even go on there and check right. stuff out. And you don't get charged extra. No, it doesn't nothing. cost you a dime. No. Whatever you buy on Amazon, you buy it through this link. The show gets credit for it. And this way, they'll support the show and continue to support it, and we can keep doing this every week. We're not making a lot of money. But that's your way of showing you support the podcast. Do it. Uh, Two-day free shipping. A lot of stuff goes on. Robin's on Amazon Prime. So you can get stuff the next day. I mean, all the equipment we have here, I she ordered on Amazon Prime. Within a very short time, you're going to be able to order something in the morning, and they will have it there for you. Absolutely. I, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh -huh. Yeah, and they... It's unbelievable. unbelievable. And now they're going to start. I don't know about the drones, and they're talking about drones. Yeah, drone, but that could be too dangerous. Delivery. They got it so well oiled. I mean, they right. have this thing down to a T. So the drone actually shoots you if you don't pay the, the bill. So exactly, yes. Purpose. So we want to thank everybody. Yeah. And Amazon, check the Amazon banner at Podcast One. And obviously, people are going to get frantic here. We're December, early in December. Yes. So as, as Already get, panic time. People are already panicking, mm -hmm. but not me. I, I get it all done. And even better yet, when you find that link on the Tony Bruno Show, podcast one page to Amazon bookmark it so that you don't have to find it again. That's exactly. what I do. That's what I do too. It's right there on my little bookmark page. That's right. And I click on it every day. Beautiful. <laughs> this is the Tony Bruno Show. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was wondering where we were. I, I don't know what was going on. Every once in a while I have to remind me what show <laughs> what we're doing. Hey man, I'm no, just following the script. No, right. you're doing a great job, Luigi. Let's by the way, we yeah. have, can you go back there? Natalie, can I need Natalie's help here for a yes. moment? I want to do something special here. Because we always bust Luigi's chops and he's a great, great guy. <laughs> and he works his butt off. But we got a little something special. Can you go back down that hallway Actually, right there? Is it Alex Holly? It's, it's on the side hall in the in the chair. There's a big chair in right the bathroom. Yeah. Is, is it breathing? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not breathing. It's not it's, a turkey, so don't worry about it. It's and we're going to have a little fun here with Luigi. I want to thank yes. everybody for coming out tonight. I've got to thank Ray Didinger who came by. That was great. All the wonderful our friends, Kathy and Jerry out there in the front. They do a great job. They brought the turkey in last week. They're like they're, our house managers. They are. They're, they're just great, great friends, loyal people, good friends, come from New Jersey to help us out every week. We even got to see them, uh, when was it, Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, because she forgot her, Kathy forgot her phone and we had Kathy to... actually forgot her phone in the bathroom here last week. Let's bring this out as we get ready to wrap it up. What the heck is that? It's a birthday cake from get ShopRite that Joe baked himself in the ShopRite. Hey! <laughs> Happy birthday, Luigi. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Birthday, brother. Thank you, guys. Right? I hope. You're kind. You like chocolate? I know Tony does, so don't worry. Uh, it's gonna get even. Right. <laughs> damn right. He's we taking a cake home anyway. So. No, I'm not taking it. That's for <laughs> Luigi. Do we have a knife? Did you get some plates or knives? Uh, we'll go get. Yeah. We'll look and see it. No, we will go animal style we'll if we have to. Animal style. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who came out tonight. All the great. Anybody who wants to go to the show tomorrow night, who's here in the audience, we will get you these tickets. If you want to go to Sellersville to see Landau, we'll Eugene Murphy Jr., we'll do another drawing right after the show. 
We'll pick somebody. They can go out there and get backstage and go see this incredible performer tomorrow night in Sellersville. I want to thank Luigi, of course, and Joe Corrado, at Joe Corrado, at Jay Corrado, 22 on Twitter. 19. 19, at Luigi Curto, 22 on Twitter. That uh, Nathaniel up there in the dark who's been videoing the whole show, and he puts up all the great YouTube stuff. Oh, yeah, at Tutvid, T-U-T-V-I-D, at Miss Robin Austin. I'm at Tony Bruno Show. I want to thank Ray Didinger. Natalie Aganoff coming out here tonight helping us out. Thank you, Nat. That's all Natalie gets. Me and Joe clap. And last minute add-on, Judah Friedlander. And Judah yeah, Friedlander came great. out tonight. Go see him over at Helium. He's a weird, weird dude. Yeah, he's really he's very, very bizarre yeah. and, and funny. And Joe, who won the, the jackpot. Yes. We got to get Love the key job. to get you your money. Yeah. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We'll see you next Wednesday night, and God bless America. It's a beautiful country. Thanks for joining us on the Podcast One Tony Bruno Show. Thanks for listening to The Tony Bruno Show. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Download new episodes every Thursday at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Come back soon. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my... The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. You'll do it right to make refreshing updates to your home this summer, starting with your bathroom. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings every day throughout the store. Stop in today and shop our Refresh for Less Kitchen and Bath event to get up to 40% off select bath essentials, including vanities, faucets, shower heads, and more. Whatever you need to make your bath shine, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 731, U.S. only.